What's up, losers? The last girl went missing, so you're stuck with me now. Oh, what's that? Don't like it? Boo-hoo. Deal with it. Be warned, though, this is a spoiler-heavy episode, so don't come crying to me with things like, Une-sama, please let me cry on your thighs. Anyway, here's your podcast episode, fresh out of the oven with extra anchovies. Ugh, whoever wrote this needs a good beating. Baby, Ooh, and I don't know how else to introduce. That's that's just how I introduce myself. I don't know what no, I was we have doing a bit. Uh, well, introductions first, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. maybe so, we should uh, do a bit. For, no, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I let. We could do the bit, and by we, I mean BMT, because you know, professional voice actors. This is this is a walk apart. It's true, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't. Do they even see our bit? Do they have that sheet up? <laughs> uh, it's at the bottom. Feel free to just tell us the uh, fuck off. We did. We, you did it last time. We're not free actors. <laughs> They're like, uh, well, if you guys want us to do this, you're gonna have to charge us. Uh, or I'm sorry, we'll have to charge you for at least like you know ten dollars yeah. a word. Ten bumped the bus. So question, question: Is the phone ringing? Is that gonna be like the the the, the little the little pon- the snails? There's a 90% chance that this man will find that audio, but yes. That sounds like that wasn't a question, more of a demand. It's like, I refuse to read the script if there's no Den Den Wushi sounds. All right, you guys are familiar with the scream opening, right? I am not, actually. I'm not, I'm not. Okay, that's fine. Have you ever seen Scary Movie 2? I know, I know, I know of the was Ages ago. I know of the was Wazzah! There we go. <laughs> it's basically that. You ready, Snort? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. All right. Hello? <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, wrong number. Gotcha. <laughs> you want to redo that? <laughs> Sarge. That voice I'm made me laugh. I'm guards. <laughs> and the clap on my ass cheeks. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Joker voice, dude. I'm thinking of some guy calling and just doing the Joker voice to scare somebody. First, first thing I thought of was the Joker, but then I heard I heard Snake in the back of my mind going like, "Sorry, Sorry. I'm trying to move around." It, it's the Joker. It's the voice he uses for the Joker voice, and it made me laugh and it fucked me up. So- Sorry, Colonel, wrong number. All right, from the top, yeah, 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 yeah. Hello. Sorry. God damn it! Now I'm thinking of Snake. 
I'm just thinking <laughs> calling it. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> this could be spiced up, by the way. You don't necessarily have to start from the top. No, no, right. I'm, I'm going to say it. Wait. All right, I, I'm, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say a line as the Joker was what the Joker would say, and then move down because I'm now I'm thinking of Snake, and now it's 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 interrupting me. Brendan, I'm what sorry, did you dude. do? I, I didn't mean to break your like your crazy <laughs> your artist's concentration. Yeah. My father uh, was a furry. It still sounds like Snake. But, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> Okay, you want me to be the bad guy? I can't think of shattered. No, right. I'm just thinking of Snake and Snake's calling somebody. And I can't fucking. It's just too ridiculous. And now, if, if I have to, if I have to be Snake's voice saying Gomenasai, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I can't do it. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll switch. We'll switch. Okay, right, you be person A. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, wrong number. Hello? I called again to apologize. Come in aside. You're forgiven. Bye. Hold on. I want to tell you something. What? I'm in. Your house. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have to do this. At least let me finish this episode of One Piece. Oh, which one? Latest one. Shit, dude, I haven't seen that. Go ahead, rewind it. You know I'm still going to murder you after this, right? Uh, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Bra we bravo, did. gentlemen. We, uh, we got there. Go. We got I'm there. Sorry, I, the fucking snake, dude. I can't do it, dude. It's just it's too much. <laughs> that smile, Colonel, that damned smile. I'm trying to move around. I can't believe Brendan shows up to one podcast. He just mentally ruins our guests. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, this is good, dude. I, I I think they're having a good time. You guys are having a good time. Yeah, I'm bet, having a Daddy. great time. Yeah, you see that? Besides, Justin, it wasn't my idea to make them literally come straight into the gauntlet anyway, okay? Like, we, we were prepared to do the bit. It was your dumbass that mm, was prepared like... Prepared is a strong word. I'm but never then prepared. again, <laughs> we could always make these guys do it so I don't have to because you're an asshole, Justin. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, you're right. They, they got the talent. We don't. At least I don't. Wow, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, wait, wait a... I, don't, I don't mind if you put yourself down there, but, like, I, I respect myself a little more than that, to be honest. He is our resident voice actor slash uh, I am singer. nothing of the sort. Do not give me that much. That you is, literally that is much. sang a Frank Sinatra rendition of, uh, not rendition, his actual song of Fly Me to the Moon. It was, it was kind of trash, though. Like, it was okay. I mean, it was pretty good. I'll be honest. Every time I hear that song, I go, uh, I'm in a rule. And I'm like, God damn it, Brendan. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my best caveats, I'll be honest. When I came up with I'm in a rule, I was like, son of a bitch. It works. <laughs> Fly me to the moon and let me rule over the verb. Let me see what weather's like. Oh, this journey's not absurd. Now I want to hear it. All right, so now you want to do introductions? Yes. Uh, I'm Justin. Uh, everyone knows that, allegedly. I know everyone here. I'm done. Okay. Uh, well, we, we all know me. I'm, I'm Brendan. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Jordy is here with us today. Uh, un unlike normal, usually he's just hiding in the crypt, editing everything. Uh, we're joined by uh, two YouTubers, uh, YouTubers, YouTubers <laughs> by the name of Leaf and Snortellini. Uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, you guys have been with us before for uh, a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the one with the nerd and the giant robots. Ah, yes. The one I missed, <laughs> which I'm not sad I missed it, to be honest. <laughs> that movie was rough. <laughs> I had to watch it for, for you know, just contact basis. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I accept your apology. That movie. <laughs> You know, the, the best thing about those movies, though, is that like when, when we watched them before, I remember thinking to myself, you know, these are a little bit better than I remember. But then we started getting to like everything after uh, or like <laughs> I think like the third and the fourth one were OK, but then the the first and second were trash. And then a Baron Omat, sir, was the only one that was really good. <laughs> the first one is a meme. The, then two to five is garbage. And then six is like, what, what is this? This is actually pretty good. And then you go to seven. You're like, oh, my. They're back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> they can't keep doing this to us. Oh, but sorry, guys. Uh, so Leaf and Snortalini, introduce yourselves. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead you and go, go first. Snort, yeah. No, go okay, ahead, fine, fine. I will. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I'd, actually, I'm, I'm... I'd actually prefer if Snortalini introduced himself first. To be honest. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Then <laughs> he says he sits. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, uh, I'm Snortalini. I. Uh... I have a YouTube channel where I play Smite and I do tor terrible things to people in it. And uh, and I'm Leaf Warrior. I uh, I cup the balls of Snort uh, in that that said YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm the PR guy as well, so I run the Twitter and uh, do the Reddit posts and Dropbox licenses. He enables shit me. like that. I enable him. He's the he's he's the creator. I'm the uh, I'm the enabler. Well, that's that's a great relationship to have. I mean, it's also toxic, but you know, it's it's a great relationship. I don't know. Having someone like cut my balls twenty four seven sounds pretty good. It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it's comfortable. It's it, it's worked well for us. It's been like what, six years now to twenty fourteen twenty fifteen. Yeah, forever, dude. Oh wow, you guys have been doing this for like six years? Insanely, yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> time is a, time is a lie, an illusion. All of the yeah, above. it is exactly. <clears throat> Somehow Thanksgiving is next week. Oh, you guys were right, by the way. In the in the recording, you were like, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that episode's coming out next week. Oh, really? Yeah, we were joking about it. I was like, you know, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be like the holidays, maybe Thanksgiving. And we were like, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And then like a week later, Jordy was like, yeah, uh, edited it already. It's coming out on Thanksgiving. I'm like, son of a bitch. Genius levels of intellect. Actually. All right. I say we, uh... never mind. That's fine. I was going to say, how about we just delay our episode release for a day? Oh, hey, we should probably also say that, too. So uh, there's a reason we have guests here. So this is another special episode. Uh, the last time we had a couple extra guests, we did uh, a movie. And this is indeed the spoiler cast, the third one. Uh, it's been a minute since we've done one, actually. Uh, I don't I don't quite remember how long it's been. <laughs> it's well, been like, in theory, we would have done it at the end of Skypea, right? We did one at the end of Skypea. Uh, I think that would have been six-ish months ago. If six I'm not mistaken. right. Six or seven, something like that. And Jordy was always bent out of shape being like, dude, it's going to be like nine months before we do this again. Re, we got to do it in between. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't that about it. No, I said, what did I say? What, what did <laughs> <laughs> Go men aside. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad, all right? I was like, enjoy this time because you won't be here for another year. And then I'll say it again. Enjoy it because we won't be here for another six months. Uh, Thriller Bark's not that long, I would say. I'd say Thriller Bark. That's why I said six months, not a year. Well, but it well, hasn't been a year in since theory the last should be shorter than, uh, you know, this whole Water 7 and his lobby. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm really, like, hoping to speed run through Thriller Park. 
what do you mean, dude? I like Thriller Bard. Be honest. Do you just want to like get that. to the Come stuff on. after it, or you just not enjoy we're, Thriller Bard? Since we're here anyway, do you guys know about One Piece? I don't. We do not. We do not. I thought. I thought, you, I don't. <laughs> I thought you misspelled. Uh, you misspelled uh, One Piece. I also. Yeah, I thought it was a typo. All right. All right. So then, for for the two, uh, for our gentlemen here. So uh, there's a question on our sheet that says, like, as a way of watching the series, do you think it's better to watch One Piece or as it was originally released? So One Piece. There's actually two versions too. I found a. There's a guy on the subreddit that made a version of this, but for the dub, which I have seen, uh, all like through the East Blue arc, which is pretty good. One Piece is basically like a recut of like all of One Piece. Like it's like a fan recut though. It's not like a mm-hmm. like a real thing. It's not like Dragon Ball Z Kai or whatever like released by Toei. So yeah, the the way the editors are doing that is they are they have the episode laid out right, and then they are having the way I read it, at least they have the manga chapter in front of them, and they're trying to get it as close to the manga as they can get. Interesting. Oh, that's so awesome. they're like minimizing a lot of the fluff. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a lot of fluff in One Piece. Not not all of it's bad, but not all of it's good either. I love One Piece, don't get me wrong, like as a rewatch tool, but I would probably say as a first time watcher, it's there's something a little bit more fun about just watching the series like outright personally. But I'm also biased because it's, you know, one of my favorite stupid series and I have no reason to make it one of my favorites other than I'm secretly a kid inside. Yeah, my wife and I, we have a ritual around it every year or two. uh, Once they finally like wrap up an arc, we binge it. Oh my man! That's the way to do it, right there. <laughs> yeah, we so we finish whole cake. Uh, we binge that uh, right before COVID, I think. Uh, whenever Son they wrap up whole cake, whatever oh, yeah, that the was. Boston Tea Party. And... I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the, the next arc, we're waiting for it to finish, but it's taken quite a long time because it's, apparently it's uh, freaking huge. Uh, yeah, it's in three stages. What's that's not not stages. What's the word? Axe, there we go, Axe. And uh, it's fairly close to where the manga is right now, and the manga hasn't finished this arc. It's, in theory, coming to a close soon-ish, TM. Um, you know, to piggyback off that, so everyone's kind of, like, made this justification that the current arc is supposed to be somewhat based off of, like, a, like, organized, like, a kabuki play, which has traditionally five arcs, and supposedly we're still in the third arc, is what everyone's yes. speculating. Uh, so there's supposedly going to be two more arcs following this. Well, I'm sorry, acts following this or whatever in this particular arc that we're in right now. But uh, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I also do the uh, ritualistic rewatch, but <laughs> really just kind of what I feel like it. <laughs> like, you know, I'll, st- I'll restart East Blue right now. And then by the time I get done with East Blue, I'm like, I could watch Alabasta too while I'm here. And then I watch <laughs> Alabasta and then it just keeps going and going. He's an animal. Absolute uh, animal. Definitely not me. <laughs> definitely not me yeah i don't rewatch either funny enough this is my rewatch like this whole podcast is my first rewatch and i'm it's enjoying kind of it. the same I, I believe i sped the speed run it the first time around you know i'll be honest i did a lot of skipping a lot of skipping you still do a lot of skipping <laughs> no he just watches things on two on double speed it's, it's different <laughs> not for the cast no i have to no, watch you're one of those people cause... who has like literally four separate browsers opened up watching like a different episode dude i'm <laughs> oh telling you God. you're like <laughs> listen don't judge don't judge the watching habits all right i don't judge you're rewatching this show eight times at least i watch one episode at a time <laughs> i don't know to me that you sound more insane all right <laughs> he's gotta optimize his time from my perspective you're the insane one also why would i have four tabs open i just read the week there no, I didn't say you had four tabs open. I said you had you have a different fucking quadrant of your monitor devoted to a different episode. That's what I'm saying. You got four episodes open at the same time. If, That's only what I'm if the show's you. bad, right? If it's good, it gets the full screen. 
<laughs> Back to the original question. So One Piece is basically just a, a fan recut where they try to make it as close to the manga as possible. I've watched a fair amount of One Piece. Um, I actually watched all of the pre-time skip. If if they had released an official One Piece, I'd recommend it. But since it's not official, the extra step of having to explain it to people, like what it is, that's kind of annoying trying to get people to watch the show. I mean, it'll be nice when, you know, probably 10 years from now when there is like a One Piece Kai, similar to the Dragon Ball Z Kai that came out a few years back. You're very optimistic. <laughs> We still got to wait for One Piece to end first, then then we could talk about One Piece Kai. Toei will 100% milk this franchise for years yeah, and years the, to the, come. The, the day after the final episode releases, they'll be like, special edition. <laughs> Season 1 Blu-ray, One Piece Kai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm here for it. I'm about I'll it. I'll buy it. I'll buy 10 copies. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful franchise. Uh, I like the story. I love the characters. So I'm about it. If they make money off of it, then, you know, power to them. Good for them. Uh, so to, answer, to finally go back to this question that we're allegedly trying to answer. So like, uh, so like Snort and Leaf, uh, I've never heard of One Piece before talking to you guys. Never seen a One Piece. I think I would have to watch one for myself and see how it feels. Uh, but I think Jordy brings up a good point about like, uh, would this just be a problem for like our audience? We're like, oh man, I can't just like go on Crunchyroll and just you know binge or whatever. Now I gotta go mm-hmm. find this link. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> Is it, it complicates it? Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to do this, honestly, it, it, it still tells you like what episodes it cuts. You know what I mean? So we could just tell them like, oh hey, we're gonna watch One Piece, but we're gonna cover the episode contents of this through this. So One Piece would be like for our own. Like One Pace, uh, Thriller Bark, or, or rather One Pace, uh, Punk Hazard, number four, covers episodes 564 through 570 or something like that. Okay, I see your point. But you're hearing how complicated this is making, right? Rather than just watching the episode straight. It's you're true. not wrong. I, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I'm not honestly on the One Pace game myself, or at least not for this cast. I, I always prefer to just watch the series as it was originally released personally. But I know that you always have this. Yeah, but there's going to be nothing to talk about for episodes at a time. <laughs> Did, <laughs> do you remember that whole stint with, uh, with, with what the fuck is his name? Uh, Slow So Beam. Dude, Foxy? Dude, but he was Foxy. canon, though. Foxy? No, no, he's saying Foxy's got a vice grip on the show at some point in terms of pacing. Hit it the whole show yeah. with the slow, slow beam. He hits the whole show with the slow, <laughs> we slow beam. like three casts and just Foxy stuff. <laughs> no, I don't know if you guys actually listened to this part of our uh, history, but when we got to the, the, the Foxy arc, so at one point, right after they get done with Skypea, there's two little baby arcs that come before they get to Water 7, and one of them is Foxy, and then the other one is like this really cool uh, throwaway arc of them being like trapped in a uh, a marine base. Oh yeah, another like, one. It, and they have to like those. escape or whatever. So that arc was filler, and it was kind of fire. It, it, it like wasn't that bad. But then we get to Foxy, and it's canon. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's, it's not that it's bad. And they don't know that, by the way. We're going to reveal that at the end of the arc. We're going to be like, guess which one was filler. Oh, we still haven't touched the. Oh, wow. No, we haven't told them yet. They still believe that both of them were canon, but we did tell them that one of them's filler and one of them's canon. And I don't think they, that they know which the, one. The, the, they always talk about the Admiral. They recall back to the Admiral, and Justin goes, um, I think one time Justin went, too bad he's not canon, but they didn't catch that. <laughs> good old Jonathan, dude. He's so funny. Yeah, and we're Jonathan. That is, that is some good filler. I love that those two goons don't know what's going on. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I like One Pace. Uh, it's definitely. It's good to have on hand as like a resource for sure, but uh, 
I don't know. I, I just like watching the show as it as it's released, you know, as it's given to us or whatever. Just because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I enjoy it too, but there's certain things I'm I'm dreading. I am not looking forward to some of the nonsense in Punk Hazard and Fishman Island specifically. Those two are pretty heavy hitters for bad pacing. I'll be honest, especially Fishman Island. Yeah, I love the tie-ins back to Arlong with that. Oh yeah, that no, that's, cool. that's one of my favorite parts of the entire arc or whatever. And like the scenes where uh, Nami, Sanji, and Luffy? Yeah, they all catch up with Jimbei or whatever. Then Luffy's like, yeah, guys, dude, this guy saved my fucking life. His name's Jimbei. And then, <laughs> then Sanji's like, I know you. You're the reason Nami cried. <laughs> 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 I, I think Sanji's backstory now that's been finally revealed, the whole Vince Smoke stuff. Definitely not number one. Robin's, Robin's, oh my god. Robin's backstory is something. It's yeah, I feel wild. like that one takes number one. Yeah. It, it's funny that they went out of their way to add to Sanji's backstory, which is great because I love the new characters and like the Vince Smoke mm-hmm. backgrounds and, and all it, that stuff. It opens up Zoro's. Yeah, it does. It opens up Zoro to have like an additional backstory and all that kind of stuff. But the best part about Robin is that she doesn't need more. <laughs> her and her and uh, Chopper are both just like moi. Wait, Zoro getting more. Wano is coming up with this, which has swords. I'm telling you, yeah. if I don't get a Zoro backstory, it, it like relatively soon, I'm gonna flip. He did. He did come out of nowhere. He he has no like origin. He just showed up at a dojo one day. You know, yeah, he'll, he'll get something. They they gave him a little snippet of something at one point in the most recent manga chapters, but I won't say exactly what. But they haven't given him like a full blown like ah yeah you clearly came from Wano. Not none it's of that. Teasing at best. Yeah, yeah. They they teased at a couple of things, which is really cool. So are you guys sub elitist or like dub enthusiast? Sub elitists for me. Okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. They're both I mean they're both good, I guess. I prefer the sub, but the fact that you don't hate the dub is is a is a win. Brandon, <laughs> 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 we got one. Uh, me and Jordy are the only two that watch the dub right now, and I'm far more of a dub enthusiast than Jordy is. Mainly because, honestly, like, uh, not that I am like at, by any means a voice actor, but I have a huge fondness for like the voice acting industry as a whole, and I and I think that it's a grossly undervalued like production com- or production industry, so to speak. I mean, they, they go out of their way to to give us, you know quality content in our native tongue you know get sometimes the acting's better or worse all things considered but i respect that and uh i know we'll have a question eventually about you know how do we feel about luffy's gear forth from the dub oh <laughs> there, there's two clips there's one that's more of a meme when he reveals it i didn't take that one that one's sort of like a wishy-washy because that's meant to be funny there's a different one where he uses like a like a, a weird voice i'll let you guys figure that out when we get to it yeah i'm listening to that gear forth thing right now it's uh it's you know uh, let me, fuck it we can get to it right now it doesn't matter yeah why don't we, we just Hold go on, straight me, to it let then. me uh, let me get the question ready because i gotta give credit to the people that ask these questions uh-huh so this is a listener question uh listener caitlin asks what are your wait wait <laughs> wrong one <laughs> <laughs> no no that was right it was caitlin no it was caitlin but there was a second one he was reading oh yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> caitlin wanted to know what we think about luffy's english voice when he's in fourth gear and, uh, well, hopefully this isn't too loud for you guys. I know it'll be loud for me, but, all right, here we go. Whoa, she turns the buildings into strings! <laughs> Awakening is extremely rare, but with it, my strings can affect more than just my own body! Dear, his strings are all over the place! This can't be a paramethia! No matter which way you go, there's more strings! Fun, right? Yeah, I remember when I when I read this question uh, a month ago, and I was I was looking into it. I was like, "Huh, he sounds different in, in the dub." Yeah, I don't know what it is. It just don't sound right. I, I don't they, know. They, 
they they try to do the so like a good example is like when or goku in uh super saiyan 4 from dragon ball gt they did this thing where they told Sean Schimmel to like, you know, yo, put some more like edge behind it. Cause you know, like you're like, you're Super Saiyan 4 now. This is your friend Vegeta's body. I've fought Vegeta and this is nowhere near his breaking point. <laughs> what you don't realize is the longer a Saiyan continues to fight, the stronger he becomes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. And then I think that's kind of what they chose to do for this personally and i remember so in in film gold is the first time that the dub used gear fourth luffy uh, maybe i'd have to rewatch it but i do not remember it sounding quite this gimmicky this uh it was a it was really hard trying to find a line because he, he doesn't really use it very often i guess he doesn't talk much when he's in this gear i think that might be part of it too. Maybe in Film Gold, uh, he didn't really go fourth gear very much, and I know he—I I don't think he went fourth gear even in the newest movie Stampede that often. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, I think I think it was mostly—I'll <laughs> be honest—I I saw the most recent movie Stampede, and I, and I think the only scene I remember is when uh, <laughs> what's her name, the the Snake Princess, fucking runs up that dude and then just like the kicks greatest him in the kick face. ever. I know you guys haven't seen the movie, right? Stampede. No, we haven't. No, no, we if haven't. I have. I don't have any memory of it. Okay, well then we'll 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 abstain from mentioning it too no, much. I'll but... say, okay, Hancock has the greatest move in the entire series for like <laughs> twenty seconds. <laughs> she Hell sprints yeah. and kicks somebody. I'll just leave it at that. She kicks somebody, and it, I, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> Not once, but twice you struck him. A crime that you shall pay for a thousandfold. Even death is too great a mercy for one such as you. Can't rely on anyone. I'll strike you down. Perfume fever. <laughs> but by Colleen Clickenbeard, you know she's a powerhouse in the industry, and she actually has like a huge fondness for Luffy. But over the years, like uh, if you listen to it from the beginning, uh, which you know I know because I've been listening to it for a long time and through uh like water seven and a little bit of thriller bark right around thriller bark she kind of changed what she made luffy sound like because it was like literally scarring her vocal cords like participating in his character i can hear that when i'm working with the audio like luffy's voice is way too screechy yeah so like part way through there was definitely some voice direction taken you know for both her health and for luffy's character as a whole saying like okay well we're gonna we're gonna change a little bit of what we're gonna make him sound like because number one it's it's bad on your vocal cords we need you for other things and she and she's like mm-hmm. yeah she still loves the character but gear fourth uh, or fourth gear rather is definitely a little gimmicky <laughs> and i think they wanted to like try to recreate a little bit of what makes fourth gear luffy and the sub sounds so cool because i remember like in dress rosa that was honestly the highlight of that entire episode when he when he first goes fourth gear and there's something about what he's like gear that's like so funny and so cool for some it's reason. like they want that sound that the the yo that that one japanese sound i don't know what that, what that is <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's like it's like the kabuki thing where you hear like yo <laughs> and i think they did <laughs> actually the add the uh i don't know that like that like instrument that like the slappies i don't know what that is <laughs> yeah the little the little like fit like the, the the tongue or not the tongues the i think they might be actually called tongues or tongs or something tongs, like that. the wooden think, yeah. things 
the little, the little clacky clacky that is like a such a highlight of like that entire arc whereas i will say in, in the dub i almost wish they would have just emulated like that same sound effect but in the dub they still left the clackies obviously because i'm you know funimation doesn't have as much uh leeway to play with a lot of the sound effects they can but not like not like tremendously. I think that they're on, by contract supposed to like keep like a certain percentage of like OG sound effects or like music or whatever um, in order to have like the dubbing contracts. But they can obviously change any of the talking. But I th like when they did it in the dub, they didn't add that like that like falsetto high pitch thing and then going in the yo or whatever. They just kind she just kind of said fourth gear. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think i think it's good i kind of like it's just like, i think they just told her like just do a tough guy voice like that's just yeah it's like oh yeah i'm gear fourth <laughs> <laughs> like i i love colleen and i i know that she has like a huge fondness for luffy or whatever and she loves playing him and i'm still gonna keep watching it i actually haven't uh so every single time a new arc finishes i actually kind of re or i kind of watch the new dubbed episodes as they release especially since post time skip I used to follow it pretty much as it released before pre-time skip, but after like I, I knew that the pacing was gonna kind of get banned, and then by this point I was already reading the manga pretty much full time, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just wait till new episodes release or I, an entire arc is done." They finished dress, and you know you have Luffy's gear fourth or fourth gear, and then you also have Fujitora's fantastic fucking speech at the very end of the arc, which the dub one hundred percent did justice. This entire mess is Doflamingo's doing. I would hate to see you shoulder the responsibility alone for the error in his judgment. That crooked pirate was unfit to rule, but thanks to a broken arrangement with a bunch of convicts, the Seven Warlord system failed you. Sadly, Dressrosa was forced to pay this price by the blood-stained hands of us, the world government. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, no, listen to that if you haven't. Like, they, they want, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they gave him a fantastic send-off at the end of the arc, but... You know, fourth gear is like a little. Eh, I'd give I'd give fourth gear. I don't think it's most. I don't think it's all Colleen. I think that there's a little bit of like voice direction at play where they're influencing some of the. Well, we want to recreate the Dragon Ball Z crowd. We want to, you know, because they love that. You know, as you go up a level, you get a little edgier in your voice or whatever. You know, you got the. It, they don't do that in Naruto. They don't do that in Bleach. I, I guess because Dragon Ball Z is obviously like the most influential anime in the west at least of like a shonen they kind of want to like re-emulate that and get that audience as much as possible so i think that kind of influences the decision making a little bit but i don't know it's okay i'd give it like a solid six and a half seven out of ten that's that seems fairly generous it does seem <laughs> generous <laughs> got, a roast, <laughs> got a roaster performance i quickly grabbed a shitty audio on youtube You know what it sounds like? I think I just realized it's like if they're it's it's a little kid imitating Luffy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that too. That's what it is. I, I think it would have been a lot better if they just would embrace that. At the end of the day, Luffy isn't you know fucking a Super Saiyan. He just kind of is Luffy when he comes up with a new bag of tricks. Just be Luffy. You don't have to. You don't have to put a gimmick on it. Just just be Luffy the whole time. All right. I know we've been <laughs> shitting on it, but is it wild to say I kind of like it? 
I don't think that that's wild, but I would say that when Gear Four comes to in, the... I prefer it. Okay, you're a fucking animal. Okay, you're crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> you're high, it's dude. A little wild. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't kill me. <laughs> Dude, sometimes the dub is fucking fire. One of my favorite throwaway lines is when Usopp in the back, they're getting chased by Smoker back in Alabasta when they're in, like, the casino. Oh, great! What's that refugee from an ashtray doing in a casino at Rainbase? If you ask me, I'd say he's developed a special affection for Luffy here. His building's surrounded by a lake. There's oh, my God, dude. That's oh such a good God. line. I love it. <laughs> refugee from an ashtray. That is so, like, you just roasted this dude's whole career. I love that. Stupid shit like that keeps me coming back all the time. Plus, I know the cast is always super... They, they love the shit out of the franchise. They they want it to succeed just as much as the audience does, so I can respect that. They haven't done it recently. The, 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 the dubs haven't been hitting. Uh, there was a Nami line in that same episode where she was uh, intimidating Crocodile, and she, she, she was like... Whatever. You better go ahead and enjoy yourself while you've still got the time, mister. Because when these fellas get out of here, they're gonna kick your smug butt up and down the Grand Line like a flabby beach ball. Right, Luffy? Yeah! You better believe we will, buddy! <laughs> your crew members seem to place a lot of trust. So, uh, here, let's, let's, let's ask our uh, two guests. So, what's your opinion on the upcoming arc for uh, the cast, which we're about to cover, th- Thriller Bark? What do you guys think of it? I think I remember in- enjoying it, but I, thought it was, I found it a little bit weird. Because everyone's kind of like, I'm not sure how 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 spoilery are we gonna go here? Go full throttle. Oh, okay. I live well, for these. Oh, but by the way, Ace dies. Yeah, Jordy Jordy has to get his Ace dies quota out because he does that in every episode. <laughs> get that spoiler out of the way. We're we're safe now. All right. Um, I thought it was kind of weird that everyone was like all the crew wasn't really the crew. They're just kind of like some random animal or something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> like, who was it? It was um, the simp, uh, uh, Sanji. Sanji was like a, like a teddy bear kind of creature <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, he was a, he was a penguin or something like that. No, he right? was a penguin. No, the teddy bear was, uh, it, was it was Zoro. Zoro was, the, was inside the teddy bear. He crawled inside him. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that happened. I do remember this. It was <laughs> weird. That's, I think that's what I would say about Thrillberg. I think maybe it's not the best arc, but I think it's, it's certainly kind of like, funny and kind of weird than anything else and also i kind of like the onion man uh i don't remember his name i like the onion man the giant onion man he was awesome the giant onion man he he, he was un- he's remember. onion shaped he's onion shaped and he goes she 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 is that about gecko gecko there we go gecko gecko moria yeah 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 he looks gotcha. like an onion I gotcha. okay yeah with clown shoes <laughs> <laughs> you know as i think about it he's not wrong <laughs> You just kind of like a pointy onion a little bit. Yeah, he's the guy that takes the shadows, right? I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back and remember. Yeah, he's I, a shadow see, man. The actual, the actual like castle and them getting transformed. And then I remember, I remember Luffy in armor fighting zombies. I remember, yeah. uh, I, yes. I, I'm remembering bits and pieces. Mostly it's like, you know, Brooke and all his backstory that led up mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then a, the after, the after, was it the finale or the, the, with Kuma what happened after the arc with Zoro and the uh, where nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the other day I, uh, I was on social media. I think it's been thirteen years since like that got released, and everyone made a big deal about it. It's like thirteen years ago, nothing happened. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, I know what you're talking about. That was cool. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like nothing in there really had much impact on the rest of the story ever again. So I never had my memory refreshed or had a reason to remember a lot of it. 
So yeah. Maybe not impactful, but... Unfortunately, we, we kind of crossed, uh, like, probably... Uh, actually, go ahead, Snort. I was going to say, what I found kind of interesting was at least, like, that shadow power seemed kind of, like, similar somewhat to, like... Uh... Big Mom's power with the uh, mm-hmm. with like the mm-hmm. we have like the dead trees and then there's also the the uh, like the, the 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 creepy like soul trees I don't know what, what like the candy trees right that it seemed like a right. the Big Mom just had a more powerful version of uh, of Moria's power that's fair that's a good point I, soul to be versus honest, shadow I still don't like fully understand Big Mom's powers and I guess maybe that's largely because I haven't watched Whole Cake but like her powers seem a little convoluted even for me they are it's like sh- the soul soul fruit right something like that and then yeah she the the thing that always gets me is like she can only take the soul of a living thing if you're afraid of her Mm -hmm. i guess that that kind of sounds like it must be like her awakening or something i guess because like that seems like a very specific caveat for her power like you can only like what if that fell like in the hands of like a little girl be like oh (laughs) can i have a piece of your soul and they're just like fuck no go go away she's like oh well, that's an easy solution. Just carry around a just, knife. Yeah, just stab him and be like, "Are you afraid now?" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, okay, that's fair. Meanwhile, but I'm just saying. Meanwhile, you got Gecko out here who can just be like, "Aha! Let me just peel your shadow off the floor." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he can do less with it though, right? Like I know she can like do all that soul twisting and mess with your memories. Her power gets wild yeah like, she goes nuts yes she can take a soul and like separate it into pieces and like put that shit into other places or something like that which is kind of wild all things considered it's pretty crazy as a ruler of a kingdom to be able to do that it's it, it's there's a lot of existential crisis powers in one piece <laughs> that don't really get like mentioned hey oda i know you're listening you, you want to talk about it you okay oda <laughs> no, no, seriously. The, the little girl from Dress Rosa still like keeps me up at night to this day. Dude, she's the so scary. Uh, sh- sugar or whatever. Imagine sugar powers that for a are minute. broken. You just you turn into a toy and then everyone forgets you. Like what in the fuck, dude? That is <laughs> that's bone chilling. You have to like exist amongst all like everybody. The only thing that would make that worse is if like you didn't have a voice or you couldn't move. Like you were just like a living toy on the shelf, and then like you watch like your whole family like just live their lives without you, not missing you at all. That would that would just be so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, but th- that was actually my my issue with Andres uh, Rosa. She didn't get any like punishment. No, I, I was like, wait, what? She gets to you. She keeps her hands cut off her hands. <laughs> <laughs> she turns people into toys and they become slaves and people forget about them. She having her hands is one of those dangerous things. Cut her hands off. <laughs> yeah, dude, of all the people should be an impelled down with some sea prism cuffs. She's one of them. Oh, yeah. The fact that she got away is criminal. Literally, she deserved so much worse. She should have gone the Usopp 10-ton ten ten hammer. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question about Thriller Bark, um, I remember when, on my first watch through, me not liking it that much. And maybe it was largely due to the fact that this succeeds like directly after Water 7, which is like really hyped. I argued it's one of the best uh, portions of One Piece for the time, especially for that time back then. Um, even argued still to this day. Uh, so I guess I had a lot to like live up to. I think what Snort said, like it just doesn't have a whole lot of impact until like toward the end. I also don't remember a whole lot of it. Uh, however, thinking about the pieces I do remember, I- I'm hoping when we rewatch, I'll have a better appreciation for it because now I can start paying more attention to like Brooke's backstory, 
caring about him more than I did on my first watch through. Uh, Zoro has like a really cool fight with I think his name was Ryuma. Yeah, I mostly care that about correct. that now because like it's starting to pay off in Wano, or like being you know tethered back. Uh, also the the just Sakuma thing at the end like that that's so cool. I can't wait for uh Devin and Christian to see that moment with Zoro and Kuma. I I can honestly already hear Devin like throughout the arc in the back of my head be like, uh, here we are, more <laughs> One Piecing, and then like. As soon as we get to the Kuma stuff, he's going to be like, what in the fuck? I just went to 100. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Jordy and I did this last uh, uh, spoiler cast where we guessed like how they would think about Water 7. I thought that they were going to like it a lot more, to be honest. If you guys happen to have listened or not either way, they liked it. But considering that it's pretty much, I wouldn't say unanimously, but pretty highly regarded as like the highlight of the series, at least before the time skip. Uh, I I was a little surprised that they only gave it like it seems like they gave it like maybe a solid seven out of ten, all things considered, which is like fine. I just you know they're probably not going to care for Thriller Bark that much then. <laughs> yeah, that's actually absurd. They actually they gave Water Seven like a seven out of ten. It's like I mean, there's no like hard hard coded answers on that, but based on like the reactions that we got, like they liked a lot of the beats, but I I Devin kind of seems like he didn't really care for some of the payoff, and then. They hated Lucci. Both of them, they, they both hated Lucci, like, like, like with I'll a be passion. Honest, Lu- Lucci, you know, on our rewatch, not not the greatest villain no. ever. No, I, 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 I would say he's not a great villain, but, you know, we talked about it in one episode where it was like, hey, you know, when you're creating a villain, you know, you have an option to give him both personality and make him the wall in some ways. And in this particular arc, they put all mm-hmm. of the villainy personality in Spondom and they made Lucci the wall. Because he's not the yeah. leader, he just ho- so happens to be the muscle. So now we're we're writing around two characters. It hit them extra different because we just came in from Crocodile and Eneru, both mildly decent. Crocodile way better, but Eneru was at least decent of a villain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then we we get Lucci, which is kind of just there. Yeah, like uh, it, it's a it's a large drop in personality from like uh, Eneru, you know, God Complex, uh, Crocodile, very charismatic. Uh, he's still regarded as like their favorite villain in the series so far. It kind of is. He's, he is currently the best villain. I feel like Kuro, they throw away. I want to bring back Kuro. <laughs> Kuro is such like an interesting character that got thrown away for no reason. Kuro's the, uh, the villain from Usopp's Island. I remember liking Captain Kuro. He, he was a cool villain. I mean, other than like, you know, Zoro gets a sword. Um, we meet Brooke, which is fantastic. I would say that for the most part, the best part of Thriller Bark happens at the end of the arc. Not to say that the arc is nonsense and useless, because I mean, th- there's a little bit of build up there that's fun. But all of the stuff that happens as soon as they beat Moria is just like, mwah, fan-fucking-tastic. Brendan, I know you're going to hate me for this, but uh, I, I feel like I kind of skipped through a trailer park. Like, entirely? Yeah. Wow, this guy. You tell me you didn't know. like the plates, I mean, girl. You, you gotta was it the plates, him. girl? <laughs> no, uh, I, Justin was saying it before. Coming in from Water 7, and then you get to, when you're binging this, and you get to, it just like the story just sort of stops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I I might have just gone, bro. What, what what is going on? And just gone skip, 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 skip. And then by the end of it, I'm at the end of the arc, and the Zoro stuff happens, and I'm like, okay, we're getting to the good part again. <laughs> we got to the good stuff, man. And I don't hate Moria too, man. If, if we're making confessions out here, I got I got my own crime to to admit <laughs> oh, to. Oh boy, this this is now the confessions. <laughs> um, so when I started One Piece, it was like the summer before I started college. Uh, at the time. Uh, or at least like when I was really close to catching up, the show was in Dress Rosa, anime wise. Um, and I remember just like 
all my friends are like caught up and I'm like, oh, I want to like be able to talk shop with my friends. So I start like really rushing through One Piece. So much so that I'm pretty sure I did not watch uh, Punk Hazard because I don't remember a single detail of me actually watching that. Um, most particularly because I don't remember Law's backstory. Like I know what happens now, but I remember I was like, I don't think I watched this. I I don't know anything about Kurosono or whatever. And I'm like, well, I committed a really big crime because that's really important, especially when like Law becomes one of my favorite characters later on, more recently. And I'm like, wow, I should should <laughs> just a little bit of regret there. Small crimes. It'd be that way. Where are we at? I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. I think we touched Thriller Park. Uh the next question here is uh how I think we've all answered this on the cast at some point, right? Uh, I guess this is mostly for Leaf and Snort. Uh, how did you discover One Piece? Ooh, for me, it was in college. Is somebody in one of my computer science classes that recommended it to me? It was 2011, I think, when I started watching it. Oh, really? Wow, classic. It, yeah, for me, it was com- completely different. It was uh, I, I was I was like in elementary school, and uh, my I think I don't know some uh, friend of mine was like, "Oh, yo, you should watch uh, One Piece. It's like this pirate." anime thing. I was like, oh, okay. And that's when I, wa- <laughs> I watched the four kids dub of the thing. Now we're talking. Dream it. Don't give it up. Don't give it up, Luffy. Dream it. Don't give it up, Zolo. Don't give it up, Nami. Dream it. Don't give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Dude, I know that whole rep. Here's how the story goes. We find out about a treasure in the Grand Line. There's no doubt. The pirate whose eyes is on it. He'll sing. I'll be king of the pirates. I'm gonna be king. It slaps. Like, let's just get that, that out of the way. That opening slaps so hard. It slaps. What four kids did to that show, criminal. But that OP, quality. Quality. I mean, the... Well, I mean, like... Er, go ahead, man. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah, some of the stuff they did in... in in One Piece are hilarious, like, making all the guns into, like, water guns. <laughs> I think the most egregious thing is uh, uh, where they... It's the arc where they meet, I think, Zoro, and they have... Who is it? Yeah, it's Helmeppo. He's holding Kobe hostage, and they replace the gun with some, like, spring-action hammer that makes zero <laughs> sense. I'm like, what is yeah. this? It literally looked like it was drawn by a five-year-old, too. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so... Like, it stands out as, like, what in the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> it's so good. He's like, maybe he gives him a concussion? It looked like South Park drawing. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And naturally, we have... Uh, Sanji over here with his lollipop sounding like Joey Wheeler. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got the Boston accent. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, there was uh, a there was a huge outcry. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. No, but there was a huge outcry back in the day when uh, the dub finally got to uh, the time skip where the crew comes back in Sabaody or whatever, and everyone was like, "Bro, could you guys please get the voice actors for the original Stop crew in the Four Kids dub? Animals. Could you please?" <laughs> And then Funny was like, okay, so there were scheduling conflicts, we couldn't do that, but we're gonna at least give Sanji the Boston accent, because why not? <laughs> yeah. So they did that at least. <laughs> Which is fun. It was funny, but they just kind of re... I think in the original, they just had different characters voicing each other, or whatever. They, like, tried to emulate one another. So, uh, I think Sanji got Luffy, uh, Zoro got Sanji, and then I don't remember how else they, like, spread out the, the different characters or whatever, but... Uh, they did the same thing in the dub, and they they just gave the sh- the shit Sanji a fake Boston accent, <laughs> which is funny. This gives me the idea. Can we do can we do a spinoff 
podcast of the of Ford Dubs? <laughs> <laughs> a spinoff podcast you're, of what? You're you're playing with oh, fire here, brother. Oh, the, that, that's a great dub. idea. They cut it, so technically that is the official one piece. Oh, yo, no. yo, you're right. <laughs> they did cut it. So that was actually another thing is they, uh, I think by the time they were in Alabasta, I think when we got there, it was like 150. But when they got there, it was only like 80 something. So they did cut stuff. Uh, I don't remember Just what saying. they cut. Easy, easy rewatch. They cut Laboon of all things. So that would have made Brooke's backstory really interesting. Yeah, they did cut Laboon. If they kept going, there's actually a fun thing on the subreddit one time of uh, if the four kids dub had continued through water seven and they they had the fight with Frankie and the and the mouse dude from uh, like the, the extra guy on the train or whatever that was supposed to be like in uh, CP nine or whatever. And they, they just made Frankie sound like the Terminator. He was just like, <laughs> hello, I am Frankie. I am going to kick your butt. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> God, that'd be blessed. That would be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good you should check it out just be like frankie terminator boys there's a it's on youtube somewhere some guy was like this is what they would do if they got that far i'm just telling you <laughs> and i'm like yeah you're probably not wrong <laughs> but uh next question was uh what, what do we or no we already talked about that well, one. just a few listener questions uh i don't know if you guys have answers for some of these listener kitlin asks uh what are your go-to rewatch episodes which we know Brendan has like a, an entire list he goes to when he's drunk. <laughs> but uh, it's a very sad list. Playlist that we go to when we're drunk. No, no, uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> Just like okay. rewatch. Unfortunately, because I am an alcoholic, I'm not really. But for the sake of the joke, uh, <laughs> I have a list of One Piece episodes uh, that I do like to rewatch. But I rarely sit down and rewatch them unless I'm in like a mood to cry. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a very sad list. <laughs> it's his favorite sad One Piece episodes. So, but like for you, it could be it could be like anything, like something like if you'd be like, "Yo, dude, you should check out this episode. It's really fucking good." Or be like, or if you just don't have anything, like that's totally chill. Or like, scenes, scenes that you you rewatch on YouTube or something. Oh man! So I always I always like the uh, the Gear Second Luchi fight. Always, dude. Mm-hmm. That'd be the only One Piece thing I think I go back to. Maybe the Ace Death. Ah, I see you too oh, have your yeah. favorite sad One Piece episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then otherwise, I just go on YouTube and watch Meat Canyon videos. Yeah, Meat Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, you have any rewatch episodes? Uh, well, this is my first rewatch of One Piece. I'm generally not a rewatcher. However, to substitute an answer for Caitlin, because I'm her spirit animal, as I quote her, uh, my favorite... Uh, so, so, once we get through Thriller Bark... Uh, my favorite like stretch of One Piece happens the second we get to Salbody up until like right before the time skip. Like I love just the Salbody boom, uh, impel down, impel boom, down the Marine Ford War boom. And, like I that is to me that was probably like peak One Piece for me. Just that the whole stretch. Like I know Water Seven's great and I don't disagree with that, but like God Marine Ford so good. That is oh, peak One Piece for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You heard it here, listeners. Justin loves it when they don't have the straw hats. Only Luffy. <laughs> okay. I, Marine Ford is something special. <laughs> Marine Ford is something special where, like, the crew not being there. No, I get it. I get it. However, you bring this up. The crew splits up in the ti- uh, post-time skip. I, I don't remember where. I think it was in Jess Rosa. There is a long period, period of time where we don't see Zoro, and I hated every moment of it. It's true. God, my wife such did a too. baby. <laughs> I'm like, Zoro's my favorite character, and you took him away from me. What sick hell am I in? It was, it was all of Whole Cake, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, it was like right after they left Zoe, because 
It was about halfway through Dressrosa, which Dressrosa still, I think, is considered the longest arc. I think it took three years of manga time and four years of anime time. Bro, it was it was crazy when uh, we pointed that out. I was in college. I was like, bro, we finally finished whole, uh, Dressrosa. I'm like, bro, think about this. It took them however many years to make it in the manga. It took us, I think at the time, like two, three years, like IRL time. Bro, this is a 24-hour period. The entirety of Dress took place in a single day. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened yeah. in Dress Rosa took three years for us or four years for us if you're a mo- or, or an anime watcher, but it w- all happened in the span of a single afternoon. Not like Alabasta, where it was like a week. <laughs> Halfway through college, you finally finished Dress Rosa. <laughs> It'd be that way, though. But I uh, think the people that started this in 1996 felt when they're like, man, I can't wait to see him when he becomes king of the pirates. <laughs> 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 jokes on them holy shit dude that person's retired now they're like oh, one of these days i'm one still hanging days. on <laughs> one of these days oh i can't wait till that luffy that luffy <laughs> but yeah if i had to rewatch uh, i'd skip to like salvadi's shit to marine forward that's my favorite part especially kizaru uh admiral kizaru uh we don't see him much after like salvadi and marine forward like wh- wh- where am i do that light base but like Freaking Iron Man kind of dude. Like, that dude's cool. He's got a broken devil fruit and I love it. I think he's impossible to keep the, like, to balance really around and to keep, like, power. Well, that's just in general. It, it, it wouldn't be as hard if they didn't literally drop at one point, oh, how can you dodge a kick that travels at the speed of light? And I'm just like, oh, so you, we, we've confirmed you can choose to kick at the speed of light. Well, you're basically unbeatable then because that's fucking impossible. <laughs> you, as soon as you hit somebody, that's about gonna that's gonna hit about as hard as a nuke. <laughs> Except for the uh, the precognition hockey, right? So anybody who had who had that, they have a chance, right? We just throw Katakuri in there, be like, you could take him. You're you're pseudo logia, and you got premonition. I mean, Go that, him, that implies they can move before the speed of light hits them. So they might know it's coming, but what are they going to do? Like, you can't avoid the speed of light. Don't think it, it's, it's like, even if it's just a half a second precog, right? It's not bad. I mean, if the guy's like a hundred meters away from you, that's that. It, it, that's going to hit you way before half a second. You know, th- this brings us into my own personal rewatch. I just rewatched a single movie. Mm. <laughs> oh, this is this is the part where Jordy tells everybody that film Z is the best one film piece Z movie ever made. Film Z is the greatest made. one piece movie ever made. I don't care who would feel like gold or the other ones. It is way better. It li- you guys were like, because how do you people defeat Kazaro? The villain in that movie straight up boxes Kazaro and almost beats his ass. <laughs> but I feel like they nerfed the shit out of Kizaru a lot, considering I, that. I, all right, I'll give you that. But still, in the first two minutes, he boxes him and he, he, he like, because uh, it's the first two minutes. So I'll say it anyway. It's technically his his sensei. Non-canon, canon, I don't know. But I, I consider it canon. The character is canon. The specific events of Z are not. So, like, all the characterizations all canon. are canon. <laughs> yeah, you can say it's all canon. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so he, like, tells him, he's like, uh, you, you rely so much on your devil fruits. And to what do I owe the pleasure? Borsalino. I keep telling you, you rely on your glinklin powers too much. If you won't learn your lesson, I'll have to beat it into you. You always were a strict instructor, weren't you? Isn't that right, Master Zephyr? The man they called Zephyr is dead. My name is Zen! It's a pretty good movie. Go watch it. It's amazing. F- Film Z is really good. If you, if you guys haven't seen it, it's actually, it is actually fantastic. I, this is the only thing keeping me alive right now is waiting until we get to that movie. After that, <laughs> gone. You won't see me. <laughs> he, he officially retires from the podcast. I'm gone because it is peak One Piece for me. 
It is, it is actually that great. Jo- Jordy and I have an ongoing joke that we always want to see a spinoff of like the Marine side of things in this that franchise. Is the closest thing we got. But you know, I actually, since we don't really have this question out here, what what, what arc is your guys' favorites since you're here? Oh, for me, for me at least, uh, it's basically the latest I've watched most of the time, other other than some exceptions. Um, I loved Whole Cake, and then before that, I loved Dressrosa, or wow. I loved the, Zo- the 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 big elephant one. Big elephant, no. big, big elephant yeah. one. Oh right! Oh, so wait, wait. you know, big, big elephant arc. Which, which which big elephant? There's, I think there's <laughs> two. the cheetah, the cheetah yeah. girl, right? The furry yeah, island, the, the fur, furry <laughs> island. The yeah, Sanji's paradise. That was great. Sanji's paradise. You, I remember, like in that an, in the anime at that point, or even in the manga, he was like conflicted. He's like, "Oh, I love this, but is it weird?" And he's like, "Nah, it's not. It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird, Sanji." You're, you're okay, Saji. You don't have to feel bad about it. No, Whole Cake is actually a sleeper pick for me, too. Something about the it's way good. he just... He created so many unique flavors all under one banner. Like, he had Candyland. He had Alice in Wonderland. He had... No offense, but he kind of had, like, some World War II Nazism in there with the Germa people, because cloning and all that, like, perfect versions of stuff. If you're and saying that, Soto, I'm calling you an animal. They, these are very direct parallels. He just doesn't want to touch on it. Yeah, like, I'm just I'm just trying to be, like, a little easy on it. Uh, and, then, d- and then Power Rangers, Oda wasn't dude, going like, easy on it, clearly. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Power Rangers, and, like, I don't know, dude. Like, there was just so much going on in that arc that there, there's a lot to like. I think that's what I love most about this franchise is, like, if it's not going to like hit me in like the feels just start throwing shit at a dartboard and make it somehow <laughs> make sense and i'm just in for the ride dude to be perfectly honest with you yeah it's honestly impressive uh thinking about like all of big mom's kids uh, and like they're all like uh i guess generals or whatever you want to call them how they're all like unique it, it, it's impressive to me to like create all these unique characters that don't feel like fluff you know what i mean like all these mm-hmm. kids are kind of mm-hmm. relevant they're like i don't know they're just really cool to me to be that creative and not run out of juice. Yeah. And then there's pudding. <laughs> I never knew a three-eyed woman could be so attractive. <laughs> no, I, I hate her, dude. You hate her? Oh, you don't like pudding? Oh, I, I mean, like that's pudding. Her, like, I hate her. She, she was so fucking up. rude to Sanji. No, dude. I, I don't even... I, I, yeah, but like... She kind of had a character progression. Like she, she got got rounded at the end because Sanji's, you know, he's a simp, but like he's also a good guy. <laughs> yeah, may, may, maybe, maybe pudding will warm up to me. She has to earn it, though. You can't just say, "Oh, I was mm-hmm. just acting like a dickhead," you know. But you don't know that because I erased that memory from you or something like that. I forgot what happened at the end. And then, of course, the mirror matchup with Katakuri is like uh, one of the highlights of the entire series that was for awesome. me personally. Uh, but what about you, uh, Tortellini? I don't know. What, what what do you prefer nickname wise? Just say <laughs> snort. Just say totally. snort. Just say snort. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> God, I, uh, man, I, I, dude, I, I have no idea. There is so many good arcs, but I guess I, I'm kind of, I kind of like the, I guess I'll just say whole cake. You know, it's not, not original since we just said, it. I mean, whole cake was like, I just kind of like the, uh, the Alice in Wonderland kind of feel of it. It was just kind of like, I don't know. I found it kind of creepy in a way. How it's just like everything was all happy and stuff, but like every single happy thing you see is just a bunch of souls all mixed up into like an object. It's I found it to be like awesome in a way. All right, so we got two more questions, both from uh, Dirty Q. Uh, so our number twelve fan asks, uh, "Who do you want to see join the crew?" Bon Clay. I want Bon Clay to join. Oh my boy! My boy. All right. We don't need to. Do, we don't need to give this question any more light of day. He's already answered it correctly, so we can just honestly. Talking about being some men of culture here. <laughs> bon Clay's the biggest homie, dude. What a fucking bro. 
and we haven't gotten to impel down yet i think christian and george or sorry christian and uh devin uh don't quite understand <laughs> why we love bond so much like they do from alabasta but i don't think that they like know why we love bond so much that's kind of one of the reasons i'm looking forward to impel down because the episode that he's reintroduced is like you literally see number three and then you just hear him counting in french in like a jail cell on the side at the end of one episode and he's just like as he starts to realize he's like oh no <laughs> that's gonna be exactly what these two do when they get to that episode and impel down it's gonna be fantastic you know what snort i was i was like all right he said bond clay whatever he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna surprise everyone i'm gonna have like the most the most highbrow uh pick <laughs> and, because I, i'm gonna go with the bentham guy the queen of of Nukama land right the okama guy and I realize Bon Clay is what he's called. Oh, <laughs> it's right. Bon Clay. It's, it's the same guy. Yeah, he got snipes. Tragic. Yeah, that's 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 a snipe in our book, dude. <laughs> it is a snipe. I uh, I have an opinion on this question. Uh, I think I've mentioned it in our last spoiler cast, but unfortunately, it has to do with like most current events. So maybe I'll like you know shelve it for another time or whatever. But uh, mm -hmm. I'll say who I don't want and that people have been like gunning for. for oh, don't like, you do this to me. I'm gonna fight you. I know what's happening. Fuck carrot, dude. Bro, you're ah, fuck Carrot. Fuck I agree. Carrot. You're all no, insane. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think I think I think a lot of people would agree with that statement. I do like the mink power-ups, you know, in the moonlight, you know, they turn into like fucking, you know, werewolves or whatever. I do not give a fuck about Carrot as a person or as a character, at least not enough for her to be like the next member. No. Like I'm I'm out. All I'm saying here is Vivi would join not pseudo joined the crew for an extended period of time carrots in the same vein here uh, yeah and then who joined the crew justin neither oh, of them right. not not vivi <laughs> <laughs> and we can change that i mean vivi joining the crew i wouldn't be against uh but i i want carrot to join the crew i feel like she's just been a straw hat this whole time as far as i'm concerned make it official so like i i have unlike these two or the rest of you guys i i haven't seen nothing a dresser also kind of ruined one piece for me i just stopped oof I, I <laughs> then I read the manga all the way up to Zoa. Then it, I, you know, I don't like week to week shit, so I stopped there. And I am so lost when you guys say you don't like Carrot. <laughs> she seemed fine. She seemed fine. She seemed like a character. There's nothing wrong with her. They just uh, people just don't appreciate her as a character, and I don't really get it. She was there for like a few chapters. I don't really remember much about. I mean, it. isn't she just a cute anime girl? Like Jordy, this is what I'm going to tell you. It. She has been like with some of these characters for as long as she's as she has and i'm telling you that as a watcher you know her about as well as we do from the <laughs> chapters that you read okay damn that is why i think she's useless like she there's just not there's no depth there's no interesting nature to it the most interesting thing is that she was uh like a pupil of pedro and pedro died in whole cake wait pedro dies Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spoiler cast. Hey, spoiler cast. Like, I don't know what you want from me, dude. <laughs> no, I don't care. I just don't Yeah, like, that's, like, the most interesting thing about her character, which I vibe with, but, like, that's, for me personally, it's speaking more on Pedro than on Karen. <laughs> I'll admit that she hasn't been, like, fleshed out as a character or whatever, but, like, I still don't think that, I mean... Okay, I see the argument where like every Shaw hat gets their whole like backstory made up and blah blah blah, mm -hmm. and then they join the crew. And I can I can understand that, but Carrot's kind of cool. Like I, I I vibe with the Mink. She can get a profound backstory later, like the rest of them do after Zoro, I guess. Like let her join the crew. That's all I'm saying, bro. We have a Mink. We have Chopper. Like who the fuck Chopper's even not needs a anything? Mink. He's a reindeer who ate the human human fruit. 
And see, the thing is with each care with each member of the crew, each member of the crew like had their own individual quest, and they're all they're like a union. They're they're like they're all doing yeah. their own thing. But with her, with if I remember correctly, with Carrot, like she, yeah, she kind of wants to go adventure generically. But like she just joined them. She likes them, and she wants to be part of the crew. It's not really the same relationship that the rest of the crew have. This only goes under the assumption that we even have members to add. Because, I mean, even at the end of Whole Cake, you guys know that Jinbei is, like, totally on whatever. Yep. You might not know the fate of Jinbei or, like, what he looks like after the events of Whole Cake, if you haven't seen Wano or whatever, uh, if he even shows up in Wano. But uh, he is, without a shadow of a doubt, the next member. Uh, so the question now is, at one point, Luffy was like, yeah, I want to have 10 crewmates. Does that include him or not include him? If right. It, does include him then jimbe's it like we're done if it does not include him then there's still potentially one more member that's it going to be added to the roster and i don't think it's going to be carrot if we if i i personally follow that rule yeah exactly what about you jordy do you have a do you have a opinion on this oh sorry i was looking out i was looking out the list because i'm like no one really speaks out to me yeah like all the cool characters are like already like leaders of their own group. exactly like sabo Sabo's pretty good but he's got he's got a revolution to run I'd be down for Kobe to join the crew, but you know, he's still got sword. He's on his way to becoming an admiral. Hell yeah. Which he's gonna be. That's what they're leading up to. He's gonna be an admiral. He's gonna have to fight somebody. I don't know. Bring bring back Vivi. I always I always enjoyed Vivi. I feel like Vivi didn't never really had time to shine. For all intents and purposes, Vivi would have joined the crew if she just didn't have like royal political business to take care of. I think Vivi's in kind of a weird spot because now they've reintroduced her during the reverie stuff mm-hmm. as like, oh, she's probably a potential hostage or something because and, and this is my uh, crazy conspiracy that we're going to get into in the last question. I think that Pluton being a battleship was always a red herring and that Pluton's not actually a battleship like we learned in Water 7. I think that that was the human like fighting version of like, oh, well, this is the closest thing we can get to a uh, a, a power or one of the ancient weapons. And we just made a, a crazy ass battleship to like try to rival them. I think the real Pluton that existed in Alabasta is Vivi. It similarly to how the print the the fishman princess is uh, Poseidon or whatever, and she can talk to you know the the sea kings or whatever. Whoa! I personally think that Vivi's the real Pluton, and like I don't know what she can talk to, but let's say she can talk to like you know let's be easy and say the desert creatures, or even better, let's say that she similarly to like Attack on Titan vibes can talk to the creatures that made the red line. They all came together oh. and formed the red line. Ooh. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god! That that. Holy. I was gonna say that actually kind of leads to like the whole like the the, <clears throat> the mysteries thing, not really mystery conspiracies. I remember in the end yeah, of Skypea, dude. there was that one gigantic thing I that is never mentioned again. The one mm-hmm. thing that was towering over like everything. I don't even. I, I don't even. And then hear me out here. Hear me out here. The other thing is that Momo, I bet, is Uranus, and when he talked to uh, the elephant that is Zoe. That's the creature that he can talk to as he's the power of Uranus. Oh, these are all my headcanons. You know, since we're on conspiracies, I, I have no evidence of any of this, but I feel like the Marines at some point, the ones we've been seeing, the good ones are going to like realize the Marines are bad and they're going to join the, the Straw Hat fleet. Oh, like Smoker in them. That, that, that's a theory I could get behind. I don't think it happens. Okiji's probably going to be in there somewhere. How long until Smoker becomes an admiral, by the way? <laughs> Dude, it's, it's going to happen. When he stops chasing someone he can't catch. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like Kobe. Kobe was like, I can't beat that man. I have to go train. Smoker said, I can maybe beat him. I'm going to chase him. Yeah. 
I, I've got a shot. I see myself having a shot. <laughs> I know they're leading up Smoker to be like a Garp and Roger mirror for Luffy, right? Like how Garp was the mirror to Roger mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they're totally doing that with Smoker and Luffy, right? The respective yeah, enemies they respect. Yeah, yeah. Smoker could be a solid new addition to the crew as well. Like if he got his head out of his butt. That'd be nice. What do you do? You guys have any? Uh, okay, well, before we move on to that final question, is there anybody else that wants to speak peace on who we want to see join the crew or who we don't want to see join the crew? Well, final question. There's no final question. All right. Well, oh, there's no final question. Oh well, we got it. <laughs> we went over it. Thirty Q also asked for conspiracy theories, and we we just basically did it. I I have a genuine answer to that question though that I did not bring up. Go on. I don't normally jump down rabbit holes for One Piece because that's just I don't want that in my life. However, <laughs> some certain theories have been popping up here and there that uh. I like and don't like. I'll cover the one I don't like real quick. Just run through me real quick. So you guys know that they're um after Akainu got promoted to replace uh Sengoku and Aokiji left the Marines, they had two replacements, right? Yeah, they had a uh, Fujitora. Yes. And yeah, so they know Fujitora. That... Do you know the other one? Has that been like revealed in any way, shape, form to you guys? Yeah, they they know it's a guy named Green Bull. Well, okay, Green Green Bull is the English translation. I I don't really know what it is in Japanese because we. I no, that's fine. Uh, as long as they know that, that's great. So, so the third, uh, the new guy is referred to as Green Bull. There's a theory online that thinks Green Bull is Zoro's dad. I listen to it. They're animals. I don't know where they, they're connecting these dots. These dots don't exist. They're all animals if you believe in that. <laughs> Establish what theory I don't agree with. Now, there's this other theory that I think is kind of cool. Um, it, it, it's a theory that tries to explain how uh, Blackbeard can like have more than one devil fruit. And the theory is that they, he ate like an octopus octopus fruit and so the the theory behind that is that octopuses or octopi have three hearts and so they're thinking like well in theory uh one heart for uh, one soul he has multiple souls in theory that's how he's allowed to like uh harbinger like more than one devil fruit so yeah he ate the oct- octopus fruit and then he could then have the freaking uh shadow shadow fruit the dark dark fruit whatever it's called and then that's also he got uh white beard's fruit like, I think that's a pretty cool theory because it sounds sound and logical. Uh, if that was true, that would be amazing. That's that's my only theory that I, I rock with right now. Like, I like that one. That one, that one ain't bad. Well, I, I think the light, uh, not, I think the, uh, the devil fruit are, are radi- is, is made of radiation, which is why it gets distorted oh. and screwed up by water. Uh, it's mm. also, if it was radiation, that would make it, uh, electromagnetic on the electromagnetic spectrum, right? It'd be different wavelengths of light and frequencies which would make sense why darkness darkness fruit might be able to have him make him have two. Oh yeah okay no I, I respect that so like the darkness darkness fruit is what gives him that either you guys have any other like crazy theories or anything um not really any closing thoughts before you get kicked out <laughs> kicked out man he's like well as it stands fuck you guys i hated coming here anyway you know i well no because because I, I know you, the audience is going to hate me if we don't talk like recent shit, especially since uh, episode of thousands coming out today. As of the release of this cast. And uh, I don't we don't want to spoil you guys. So I, I want to save your ears. I had a crazy theory as well. I figured I'd mention mm-hmm. on top of the radiation was, uh, you know, how Rogers gave the straw hat to Shanks, who gave it to Luffy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then and, yeah. and like I bet Raftel is like the same place as the as the, the old kingdom that that made those poneglyphs and all that. And I bet the straw hat is like the crown. Oh, Ooh, let's the go. straw wait, hat's wait, the wait. crown. I like that. Wait, but, but he had it before he got there. Well, you know, 
they 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 made it the crown because he's the king. Oh, the crown's oh, whatever the king it's wears. Symbol, right? yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a symbol, yeah. the crown. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the king makes the crown a crown. All right, you, you can't go too deep like this. This is this is a podcast. <laughs> Someone's brain exploded when you said that. It was mine. Okay, I'm back. Just in time for us to end the podcast. <laughs> My aunt just randomly came over. I don't know where this came from. Sorry. I think they're going to talk about Wano. So, uh... ah, so you guys are leaving. Copy. Yeah, we have to talk about the recent stuff. I might actually just step out as well because I don't know anything. <laughs> I'll let you guys finish it off and then, you know, I'm gone. All right. All right. All right. Thanks a lot for having us, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. leave. It was Snort, a lot of fun. Thanks for coming by. When we get to that movie, uh, y'all better be in there. Movie Z. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are invited for Movie Z if you want to be there. And then you can tell Jordy about how it's it's the shittiest One Piece movie you've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great day, yeah. guys. See you, guys. Yeah, you guys, too. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Bye. Bye. So where do you want to go from here, Jordy? Talk to Justin. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Justin. 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 <laughs> He's gone again. Jordy, I don't know what to do. Justin's gone. <laughs> Three days later. All right, kids. It's me and Brendan. Uh, we're it's just your doing, boys. We're just doing some uh, random, not exactly spoiler cast, spoiler cast. No, no, we're gonna do um, spoiler cast, spoiler cast. But we're, we'll uh, okay. So this is this is the follow up to the the main spoiler cast that we did with uh, Leaf and Snort. Um, Jordy is not with us, unfortunately. He had he had to bounce. Uh, we actually recorded this a couple days later. Um, cause we wanted to do a portion of the spoiler cast that actually covered like Wano stuff. But, uh, then we were, we were, we were on that cast for like, I think like two or two and a half hours or something like that. So it took, it took a minute. So that's going to be, he was literally deleting content from our sheet. He was like, I, I need to leave. Stop talking. <laughs> yeah. We need to like move on, which is great. No, this is a great problem to have. They're, they're really cool guys. I, I look forward to having them back again, honestly. So, uh, once we get to like the next, uh, next movie or next like big arc or something maybe they'll be interested in doing it again or who knows maybe we'll find more like random people who just want to like you know show up and say hey or whatever uh it's if if they get a decent plug out of the deal i'm sure they won't mind or whatever but uh but we're Mm -hmm. here again and i was just telling justin uh he was asking me what the uh what episode it was where they're like all putting their drinks back down on the ground and like they're running into battle or whatever from the sea because it has like really cool animation or whatever and he was like yeah that's like nine nine sixty right and i'm like dude they just had a thousand that was not 30 40 episodes ago and he's like i think it was though and i'm like i thought it was a solid I thought, because I was going through the wiki, I was like, there's too many episodes to just, like, you know, try and scrub through, especially with my browser being shit or whatever the case was. Uh, so I'm, like, looking through the episode titles, I'm like, 978, that sounds about right. Like, it's been a, a couple weeks. And he's like, nah, dude. I feel it, like you didn't say no 978. You, you said, like, 973 or something. I definitely said shit. 978, because uh, the, 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 the title was, like, uh, the what was the title of 978? It was, like, the worst generation, like, show up or something like that. And I'm like, that should be it, because that's the scene where freaking Kid Law and Luffy like just fuck up a bunch of ships. Well, yeah, but because that was a really good scene. There's a f- there's obviously a few chapters in there that they milk for random things or whatever. But in fact, it was uh 982. 982 for anyone who you know doesn't remember. It's just that one random One Piece episode where we got like the best possible animation I've ever seen in any anime I've ever witnessed. Like, I don't know what, I don't know if something special happened here. Like it was someone's birthday or like some holiday over in Japan. I don't know what was going on, but they went real hard on this one episode. 
Dude, I feel like, like everything you're, you're was sleeping gorgeous. on Wano in general, man. Like they're they've been doing that a lot lately. I like I like the Wano art style. To be okay, honest, okay, no, no, no. I definitely love the Wano arc, uh, the art style because there's been a there's if you look at it, there's a shift between like Whole Cake Island and past arcs, and Wano has a very uh, the when if, when it was first starting, my friend was like, it's got like an older cartoon animation to it, like with with certain shadings and ink usage and stuff like that yeah yeah stuff that goes over my head but you'll you'll notice if you look at it lines are more defined in the show i do yearn for when they used to use a lot more like lines as shading and stuff like that because they still don't really do a whole lot of that anymore but they they're they're much more bold on like the actual like outlines and like definition and stuff uh i would say the the contrast and the coloring is still a little washed in my opinion uh, mm-hmm. it's it's vibrant in that there's a lot of different colors that they use in Wano mm-hmm, specifically, mm-hmm. but like I I don't know something about like Zoro's really lime green hair just still throws me off like to this day because they they've <laughs> given him they they took moss head and went like yeah but what if we made it like fucking lime like lime colored and I'm like mm-hmm. but why like, it was it was fine I like the other green the other green was great I don't know and then Sanji's uh, blonde hair is no longer like yellow it's like it's like a pasty blonde like a white blonde which is fine but i don't know it just kind of it, it throws me off how they still wash a lot of the coloring out but luckily Wano is still really fun in that he, he, there's just colors everywhere like everyone's got a crazy fucking hair yeah. color out here yeah Wano's really pretty that's that's one of my like uh favorite parts of the story on top of just getting Zoro back uh cuz your boy miss Zoro your your boy mrs zoro whatever but uh but yeah so we we're coming back from the second spoiler cast we actually just got done recording i think uh our most recent our soon to be most recent episode of 320 to 324 or something like that episodes just before (laughs) the old blackbeard versus ace fight uh, which i'm looking forward to that's gonna be fun i i didn't realize that was gonna be up coming up next until uh for whatever reason at the end of two three twenty four. excuse me uh, I decided to stick around for the preview for whatever reason. I was like, what happens after this? Like, wh- where do we jump straight to? And then it shows you uh, Blackbeard and Ace meeting up on that random island. I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, I-, I can't wait for the other goons to see it. Dude, I I love the Blackbeard versus Ace fight because we obviously get a lot of like answered questions uh, and then we get mm-hmm, new ones, mm-hmm. too. And it sets up for the obvious, you know, the next stage where Luffy's going to do his whole like, you know, post uh, and or post Saba Odi, like trying to rescue Ace from being executed mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be that's going to be a trip. I, I'm I'm going to be interested to know Christian and Devin's perspective on the show going from being about the straws to being like about exclusively Luffy when we get there. Mm-hmm. That'll be an interesting transition in the series as a whole, for sure. Moving on to the Wano stuff, since we've talked pretty in mass about everything that isn't Wano in the last cast. Uh, so One Piece had its uh, episode 1000 recently, which honestly, I was like, OK, I knew the the chapter they were covering, uh, which was when the Straw Hats, you know, first break out of their uh you know disguises or whatever and then uh Usopp and Chopper who've been like running around in the tank form and see <laughs> they get caught by Big Mom at one point uh they all come back to like the main center stage and then they do their big you know full display panel of all all 10 of the members or all 10 straws just kind of chill and get ready for fighting and stuff like that which that chapter wasn't like it wasn't that it was like bad or short or anything it just wasn't that long and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's going to be that chapter. So it, that's cool. Like, I'm sure that it'll be like a fun little thing to do that the anime does. Will it be like, and here we have the straws in full display ready for war and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be a fun episode 1000. 
but I was kind of not a huge believer that it was going to like, I don't know, matter all that much, like to be perfectly honest. But uh, at the end of the day, it was kind of a love letter to the whole series because mm-hmm. they they do they do this thing where uh, before the straws are all like together, you know, getting like in their pose, like the big panel pose or whatever. Uh, they, they're all like walking together into formation or, and, and stuff. And then they're doing like flashes of like, you know, like different highlights and big moments throughout like the series of like them and their journey and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, this is this is great. I love this kind of fluff, uh, especially for an episode like this where we're just kind of celebrating the fact that the series is still going strong and how it's still super popular or whatever. So I was kind of surprised to be honest at how much i liked episode 1000 i didn't really think it was going to be all that special i thought it was just going to be like oh yeah yeah it's going to be when they're at center stage or whatever and they did the the op redo which was super good that was nice one really cool thing that i liked about it was there was like a there's a still of of luffy with like a shit-eating grin in the original op uh (laughs) and then in the new version of it it's basically the same like he still has the same shit-eating grin like looking forward to the future but there's something about like all they do is give him like angry slanted eyes downward you know what i mean so like Mm -hmm. it's an expression that kind of changes a little bit of the of like the description of the mood right so like in the original op it's just luffy with like wide eyes and like a big fat smile and he's like dude i'm so ready for like an adventure and then like the second or the latter rather is like luffy still being like oh dude i am i'm fucking killing this adventure right now you know what i mean that i, I like yeah. that. i like i like that little bit of growth that little bit of change and like attitude and stuff like that so that was a really nice touch there was a lot of really fun uh you know moments sprinkled throughout the op and stuff like that that was like yeah like we've been doing this for a while it's good uh i'm not certain i'm 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 gonna i forgive or i ask for forgiveness i'm not sure if they asked the original band to like re-re-record that song or anything like that um Mm. or if they just said fuck it they just replayed the same tune and just like re-edited like the animation or whatever but the song sounded like a banger so it still sounds as great as it always does i I was definitely on the hype train for episode 1000. Um, I I didn't know where it would end up. I was spending a lot of time trying to figure it out. Definitely could have done a better job if I like paid more attention to like pacing and like what chapters recovered where and, uh, and the approach. Um, eventually, as we got closer, I knew like whatever it is I'm thinking, it's definitely not going to be like a super hyped, uh, impactful episode in terms of like a character reveal or like a fight starting or a move shown, stuff like that. Um, I especially felt baited early on because, as we mentioned before, uh, episode two eighty two, excuse me, nine eighty two. What am I on about? Nine eighty two. Where we just get that random blast of stellar animation and choreography and blah blah blah. Um, because that one felt out of nowhere for me as a viewer. I'm like, oh, you know, just another One Piece episode. We're getting close to a thousand, and then bam, it's movie star production. I'm like, what? What is this? This is beautiful. Mm-hmm, what happened? Mm-hmm. And so I'm here thinking like. Well, episode 1000 is like supposed to be special in terms of just like, at the very least, it's a milestone, right? Right, Um, yeah. So I thought we would get like something similar to that. And we did toward the end of episode 1000 where the crew starts like lining up, you know, Uh, you you get like some movie quality animation of like, not quite flashbacks, I think. It's mostly like, here's, uh, you know, you get like a side profile of Sanji in in his tux or whatever. And he, and you get like you know these past images of like oh here's Sanji from like 
you first pick him up with the Barazzi and then a little further and like let's say like Eni's lobby or whatever and then like you know his wedding back at Whole Cake Island so like you know showing the growth in that way and, ch- and changes in art or you know costume and stuff like that um, but you see that for everybody and there's really good a- animation no, uh, I think what I, what I love about this particular rendition that they did and like you know it's fluff at the end of the day I, I love mm-hmm. when One Piece like you know calls back its its old animation, its old scenes. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't love when they like do specials where they redo like arcs and stuff. Like, there's like a movie of like more modern animation for like all of Skypea, and there's like a movie for like a more modern animation of like the Nami arc, and uh, I think the Foxy arc has one too, or something like that. But at the end, like I I love when Toei recognizes like how long it's been in production on this franchise. And just mm-hmm. like calls back a lot of its like older styles and a lot of its older because honestly, that's that's the best part about this series is that like it has the luxury of being this like grandiose 20 year long project, uh, 20 some odd year long project now. Uh, and th- they have so much like, I guess, resource to like delve into and utilize. I don't. I'm not saying I don't love when they redo arcs with more modern animation like that's fun, but I love when they recognize like, okay, but here's like, here's the chopper arc, but with the original episode cuts and I'm just like, oh God, I I just get so nostalgic and then I want to watch the series again. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know if we talked about it in the last spoiler cast because it's been a minute, so maybe we touched on it. You guys butchered the hell. So I just recently listened to uh, the movie with Snort and uh, 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 leaf or whatever um mm-hmm. about i don't know why i said whatever that's rude sorry snort and leaf uh when they covered the movie and you and christian were talking about my res- like interaction with the series and you were like oh yeah he's been watching it since it first started and i'm like no i haven't i literally like <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about <laughs> like, this is all propaganda fake yeah, news. I, i've said it like more than one occasion <laughs> i picked up the dub when they were in skypea because I was like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember watching this on Toonami on the four kids version or whatever forever ago. I didn't. I, you guys are like literally gaslighting me in all the wrongest ways. <laughs> like, What are these guys on about? Because <laughs> you're talking- all right. I have an excuse. I was super duper milk brain that morning. I, Christian carried the shit out of me during that podcast. Uh, I recently listened to it, too, because it just got released um, a couple days ago or even yesterday because yesterday was Thanksgiving. Anyway, um, yeah, that episode got released. I was into it. Uh, the way Dylan made it seem like everyone was talking uh, really, like there's a nice flow, no dead air, blah, blah, blah. It seemed like everybody was contributing. Uh, that's all fancy schmancy post-production uh, editing done by Dylan. Okay, well, they, they don't need to know all this, my guy. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's cool. You know, behind the scenes, who cares? Uh, in reality, um, this is the first cast that we did with uh, Leaf and Snort. So, like, there's a feeling out process, you know, trying to make sure no one speaks over each other, uh, learning, like, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was just trashed uh, that morning from, I guess, work the other day, or I might have still have been a little sick. Um, so, I just wasn't feeling amazing. Uh, and Christian is just like, wow, there's a whole lot of awkward silence. And he, he put on his big boy uh, Brendan host pants and he he got us going. <laughs> he did he did it. 
But I, I don't know. It was, it was a good app. I was just, I, I remember I was like in the first like 10, 15 minutes and you were like, oh yeah, like he watched it like a million times. <laughs> you started in like the 90s with it. And I'm like, what the fuck are these guys on about? Like, Your I was, Honor, I play the fifth. <laughs> what are you guys? You guys are idiots. Like, it's like you've never listened to my like fourth time describing my series. Well, I guess to be fair, like, well, no, you listen to the spoiler cast. You of all people should know my exper- my exposure to the series. It's been a minute, I, all right? I picked it up in college. That's the long and short of it, you fucking idiot. And then I watched it like three or four times since then. Five times. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Which, to be fair, oh, and then again, you said you said that like I always watch it from start to finish wherever it ends up at the time or something like that. And which is also like not really true. I I picked I I started and watched it to where the dub caught up to at the time. And then I do that a few times or whatever. You know what I mean? Like whenever I get to the end of the dub, I go like, okay, I'm done. Then I come back to it a few months later when they finish a dub arc and I start from the beginning. <laughs> but regardless, I details, details. But uh, you know, in 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 tandem to episode 1000, so uh the the counter to the new episode that came out, the big episode 1000, which again, it it kind of surprised me at how, you know, it it did feel a lot more like a love letter, which is what I think they needed for a celebration like this based on the content that they had access to uh, in mm-hmm. the series thus far through the manga or whatever. Um, the, the chapter 1000, on the other hand. Cool. Oh, my God. That was a that was fire as Huge. fuck. So in chapter 1000 was when Luffy and uh, I think Kid and, and, and Law and Zoro, they all get to the rooftop facing off against Big Mom and Kaido. Uh, for the first time after Kaido and Big Mom just got done rolling over all the samurai or whatever. And mm. uh, and and Luffy unveils the big, uh, the new big move where he uses Flaming Hawk with, uh, or he uses Red Hawk and third gear armament elephant gun or whatever mm-hmm. and calls it Red Rock. Red Rock. <laughs> that was beautiful. Which was fire, dude. Like, it was so good. And then Kaido's like on the ground. He's like, what in the fuck? Like, that actually kind of, uh, that was hard to bleed. This guy, yeah. this guy suddenly just got like some new fists. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Which at the time, so since then, they've also revealed like more expansive like forms of armament hockey and and uh, conquerors hockey. So the big secret that Big Mom and Kaido have as to why they never really feel damage is because they coat themselves in their conquerors hockey. So the only way to pierce the conquerors hockey is to have your own conquerors. So basically, a conqueror can only conquer a conqueror. <laughs> which is mm-hmm, a, a, a big big caveat in and of itself which you know for lore and for world building i like that i think that it makes a lot of sense that if you are somebody who has the conqueror's hockey and now it makes conqueror's hockey feel a lot less like a gimmick and a lot more like okay no no, no only the cream of the crop have access to this kind of power i like that yeah but before uh when you first introduced the conqueror's hockey it it, it feels special only so far in the fact it's like oh you just make people pass out yeah and only a few select people can do that that's cool for what it is but that doesn't really drive the message home of just like how important and impactful having this allegedly rare trait is and so like it starts expanding and you really get to see it in wano um with like the fight between uh you know law kid luffy kaido big mom and he also had the context of um, uh, I can't remember this guy's name. The the old grandpa was teaching Luffy how to like use better form of his hockey, where like don't coat your fist in it, but rather project your hockey into somebody else to do damage. Right? Oh god, the the, the hermit guy that was in yeah. uh that was in the the prison or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember I, his name right now. It feels I, bad. I, here, let me, let me Google it really quick. Um, mm-hmm. old guy mm-hmm. Wano. 
Hiogoro. That's it. Yeah, Hiogoro the flower. Mm-hmm. So Hiogoro was teaching Luffy this stuff, and you add all that together with Conqueror's Hockey, and it starts to make sense, and it's really starting to feel way more impactful in the usage of Conqueror's Hockey, more so in Wano than I think anywhere else, really. Yeah, something that was kind of nice about that, too, is that like even Hiogoro was kind of like, he was trying to explain to Luffy that like you need to infuse your hockey like seriously in your punches and stuff and like explode mm-hmm. shit from the inside or whatever, which mm-hmm. he started to get, but he didn't, I-, I guess like he got it, but he also didn't get it. You know what I mean? What I liked about when he was confronting uh, Kaido like further down the line, it like it like really snaps in his brain like what is really going on like it's not just his like generic hockey that he has to infuse in his blows and use to pierce the inside he has to infuse his conquerors because if he mm-hmm. doesn't infuse his conquerors then it's like it's not doing anything he finally mm-hmm. figures out like what what is se- separating big mom and kaido from the rest of them and what makes them so impossible to hurt and it's the fact that they just coat themselves in their own conquerors so they can't really ever physically be hurt re- realistically mm-hmm. or whatever. I love that. And Hiogoro kind of knew that, but he didn't like give he didn't give enough information to Luffy for him to come to that conclusion. It wasn't until he was fighting Kaido that he's still growing and he's like, oh, no, no, I get it now. I understand, <laughs> which which unfortunately led to the first round of the knockout, because uh, after he figures it out and he's like, tell everyone I got this. And that was the end of one chapter. <laughs> and then literally like one or two chapters later, he's getting thrown off the side of on- Onigashima. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, <laughs> Luffy, what happened, dude? <laughs> what, I thought you said you, I thought you said you had this. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but I just got it. This man's been having practice for years. Right. And uh, and and since then, he's he's uh, he's hung out with Momo. Momo like had a big glow up that we still haven't seen his body since then. But so something that I completely forgot uh, was that the ninja girl, whatever the hell her name is, had the like uh, the, the old, old fruit or whatever the hell it Dude, is. I didn't realize that was a devil fruit power. I thought that was just some like ninjutsu from Wano. She's like, oh, she just makes stuff rot. I didn't realize she had the mature, mature fruit or whatever. The, yeah, the, the like, thing that just I, makes I, you grow up had no idea or uh, Mm -hmm. well it's not that i had no idea it's that i completely forgot that that was even like a plot element so like when she used her power on momo i was like huh that's a hell of an idea that i never considered uh and then (laughs) turning himself into the because i thought to myself i'm like man how is momo gonna find his way back into this like skirmish he's he's like uh, another dragon which is really cool and it counters like the kaido element well, not like mm-hmm. counter, but like it, it like is an antithesis to the Kaido. But until he's like a full grown dragon, like you can't really make a whole you can't really make much of a spectacle out of this. And then I was like, oh, my God, they're going to age this dude. OK, well, I, I can I can somewhat respect that. That's a cool, cool idea, cool element or whatever. Uh, and we haven't seen fully grown up Momo, but the heavy the heavy implication is that he looks a hell of yeah. a lot like uh, Odin did yep. <laughs> back mm-hmm. in the day because she was or what's her name was like crying on the ground like you just look so much like your dad. It's it's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then Momo just turned straight into the big pink dragon before we get a chance to see his new uh, his new body type or whatever. And he's still the same eight year old kid like he's still a coward, whatever. But mm-hmm. Luffy's just like, listen, Momo, this is where we're at. You fly, I don't. Well, unless I'm in fourth gear, but we're gonna we're shelving that for now. <laughs> you fly, I don't. You're gonna take me up there, and then you are going to figure out how to make this thing not fall. <laughs> and the Momo's like, huh? 
<laughs> except not really like he, he, he's like currently in the in the middle of like sort of figuring it out and then uh the other big element that's happening is uh what's his freaking name the guy who betrayed the scabbards or whatever uh mime guy well, or... yeah we're, we're, i'm so bad with names it's, it's been really bad well, uh, i mean it's it's uh it, it's kin kin uh, kinamon's uh, best friend uh yes <sighs> we, we all know what we're talking about we just can't remember his name freaking uh kabuki actor well let me let me look, dude let me look him up really quick the red scabbards uh the nine red scabbards are all of the conjuro conjuro so conjuro has already betrayed the team at this point he's uh he he's working for uh what's his fuck <laughs> orochi sorry he's working for orochi <laughs> and uh he's his original devil fruit if the people are keeping track at home is basically the the guy from naruto where he can like make drawings come to life or whatever uh and his drawings can like you know fight for him he can make like copies of himself and it's actually kind of overpowered if, all, if i'm gonna be honest like if you're a good drawer that's a pretty broken ass power um wait this is a devil fruit yeah this is his devil fruit I'm thinking, okay, I must have just been not been paying attention for the past hundred plus episodes because all these abilities that I just thought was like ninjutsu or Bruh, something special from like Wano, on. I'm finding all of a sudden they're all just devil fruits. Okay, the, <laughs> the only one who's using strictly ninja stuff is Raizo. Okay. So Raizo's, and Raizo's in the middle of fighting his old uh, partner, le- the, the leader of the new ninja clan or whatever that serves under orochi he's currently fighting him right three now. foot earlobe dude yeah the three foot long earlobe guy and uh but Kanjiro, which was kinemon's best friend or whatever has been betraying uh the rest of the scabbards his entire life he's been working for orochi pretty much the entire time uh and helped like get odin like fucked basically and also went back in time or sorry forward in time with everybody else and was like hey like we we're here <laughs> like this actually fucking happened <laughs> he's like sending him a text on the side like yo what's up dude uh i'm here in 20 years later like how are you doing <laughs> he's still he's still chilling up there at the castle and uh but when he got defeated by kitamon i don't know if he died but he made one last like hoorah uh which mm-hmm. was like a giant flame demon god ghost thing uh that mm-hmm. is currently uh, like just it, it, it can like go through walls and stuff and is a giant flame. So it's just kind of like burning everything in sight, moving around. Uh, its goal is to get to <laughs> where all of the explosives are held and just blow the entire island to kingdom come. <laughs> yep. Which is a, a hell of a concept. <laughs> but I don't know if that means Conjuro's dead or if he's just because like if he was dead, dead, like his fruit wouldn't do anything. So he's like alive and conscious somewhere. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to beat this ghost thing. Maybe they're going to find Conjuro and kill him or something like, I don't know. That's kind of kind of a wild idea. But regardless, that flame's just starting to get to go down and burn the entire island up or whatever. And uh, and then Yamato is like kind of running around working with Momo to try to protect the island from crushing the rest of Wano and destroying everything. And we haven't cut back to Luffy fighting Kaido in a minute. And then the most recent chapter was really good. Did you read it, uh, Justin? Uh, so I think the one that's coming out that is technically most recent is 1033. Correct. I'm correct. And so I have not read that one. I might have, I definitely watched a spoiler video from this YouTuber I follow, uh, some spoilers for, uh, 1033 or whatever. The only thing I really remember, assuming this wasn't 132 and that's like recently biased, like messing with my head, but, uh, Zoro just like having his own little struggle with Enma 
and yeah. the potential reveal of like Zoro. So Enbun just like sucks Zoro's hockey out or whatever and brings it out. And he has in, in his head, he thinks I have to resist to control you. It's implied now that he's like, well, what if I just give you what you want? What happens? And now there's this talk about like, because I forgot who talked to him before, but it's like, oh, it's not a black blade yet, uh, but it will be, it has potential. And so the thinking is like, oh, it's already been revealed that Zoro has conquers hockey or has shown, uh, shown it before. What if he just infuses Enmo with conquers hockey and that's how he's one gonna beat the shit out of a, who is a king? Yeah, he's fighting king. Yeah, he's fighting uh, who king just right seems now. incredibly durable for whatever fucking reason, which is also another wild theory about like what king's race is and blah blah blah. So that's all I really know at the moment. Yeah, you, you all like you have a little bit of the most recent stuff uh, in addition to like some, but you like you have you're like not hitting it on those. It's interesting, but I'll just like cover it really quick. So most recent Go chapter ahead, is ten thirty three. We learned that Zoro, yeah, he's like going through like a struggle with Enma. Where he's like, like you said, he's trying to resist Enma's, like trying, like sucking away his hockey or whatever. But then he's just kind of like, he's now starting to realize that the sword's testing him, and he's. It's not that he's been denying his conqueror's hockey. I think he just hasn't really recognized like what kind of hockey it is. Because when Kaido like mm-hmm. mentioned, like, oh, you must have conqueror's hockey, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, this is like the full confirmation. He he basically just kind of unlocks his full conqueror's hockey, and then like everyone around him is like passing out or whatever to like demonstrate mm-hmm. that he's doing it. And then suddenly Enmo's like actually listening to him. He's under control. And then the other big thing that happened was we found out that. Uh, Kuina's granddad is the original guy that forged Enma. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the the old guy that founded the village that had the 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 the, the studio or whatever the sword studio, uh, the guy was a defector of Wano. He illegally mm-hmm. left the country or whatever, and then just founded mm-hmm. the town, became a pirate, founded the town in that East Blue area, and then he's Kuina's granddad. And he was mm-hmm. mentioning to Zoro, like, yeah, like my skills have like gotten really fucking whack over the years. Like, I don't make them like I used to, but my magnum opus was this one fucking blade that I called like the the demon's blade or something like that, which is like a direct translation of what Enma means or whatever. So he recognizes mm-hmm. he's like, oh shit, you're you're the sword. Huh? Yeah, I remember I remember this now. And for whatever reason, he's just like going through this like internal monologue character arc while he's fighting King. <laughs> he's like, Oh yeah, I remember that old guy from my village. Huh? Well, wait a minute. Are you Spider-Man meme here? He's <laughs> like pointing to the sword. <laughs> like what? That? It's like okay, Zoro, like you do you. But that does raise some interesting points. That well, look at that. He's got a lot more Wano ties. You know, he's suddenly starting to realize. You know, he's he's putting things together, and he respects his blade a lot more now. And he's not trying to resist it. He's just he's basically unlocked his own conqueror's hockey, which is super hype. Uh, I'm I'm having a blast with the series right now. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the to more of the Sanji Zoro fights with uh, King and Queen, and uh, Sanji went through his like little mini character arc where he was like talking with uh, Queen about how he's not going to put the suit back on because the suit's been like changing him, and he's mm-hmm. kind of concerned that he's becoming like with no he, he he's he's losing his ability to like have feelings like his siblings or whatever, and he's he's starting to remember one time he was passing like a woman back when he was fighting in the mm-hmm. war or whatever and then like he's I, I guess like we're supposed to believe like his conscious went dark and then like the woman was like beat up and like looking at sanji with like a terrified face and i'm thinking to myself huh did sanji did he like unconsciously beat the shit out of this chick like what <laughs> so, yeah that's that that's sanji's line of thinking uh the 
theory I've been hearing around the the water cooler is uh, Sanji unknowingly unlocked Conqueror's hockey of his own and just like knocked her down in some sh- fashion. But why was she all bloody then? That's a great question. Because that, that's like... a theory, and I'm okay with that theory because I don't like the idea of uh, like as much as I hate simp Sanji, chivalrous Sanji is pretty cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think I think it would honestly be really sad for his character if it turned out that he did beat the shit out of that chick. So I, I kind of mm-hmm. agree. I think that it's a red herring, like all things considered. But I mean, I'm curious to know like how they're going to play this one out, because for whatever reason, she just had that look in her eyes and she was like all bloodied up and bruised up and she ran back to her sisters and they're all like accusing him of being the asshole. And mm-hmm. I mean, this this all came out of like completely left field. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. when, did, when did any of this happen? <laughs> he's just like he's just like chilling there, like wondering if he did it or not. And then he's asking himself, he's like, yo, Luffy, like, do you want do you want like a guy who's going to like throw everything away to be a, a fucking killer for you or do you want me? And then he's like, Ah, he wants me. <laughs> he <fucking laughs> breaks the shit out of his little his little uh suit or whatever. So we're never gonna see that again, unfortunately. But hey, you know, like he uh maybe he'll figure something else out. He's gonna he's gonna beat Queen like Sanji beats Queen, which is actually I think it's a little bittersweet because I didn't hate the Sanji suit power up, to be perfectly honest with you. I kind of no, I, li- I thought it was cool. We love power injuries. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I know that there was a lot of talk in the community of like, man, I hate that Sanji's version of a power up is that he just gets a suit or whatever. Like, what the fuck? Like, he's not actually going to grow as like a real character. It's like so fucking stupid. And I was like, I don't know, dude, like it's it's him like, you know, coming to terms with like his past and his family. And, you know, he's getting a sweet, cool upgrade through the suit out of the deal. He gets the ability to go invisible now. Like that's like all these things were like they sounded really cool to me. And I really like the idea that you know, like Frankie and Usopp were going to like straw hatify it. Like they were going to give mm-hmm. him like a bunch of like straw hat sigils and a bunch of other stuff to like make him, you know, make it make him Sanji. You know what I mean? Like give him give him the, the straw hat flair or something like that, which didn't seem to happen. Uh, he just kind of kept the suit the way it was and ultimately destroyed the shit out of it. But it seemed like it did change him a little bit. So it's good and bad. So now it means that, you know, he's not going to get like a shoehorn power up through a random suit or whatever. He's just going to yeah, he's just gonna become. He's just gonna be the best Sanji he's gonna be, and he's gonna beat the shit out of Queen, and we love to see it. Except, you say he's not gonna get shoehorned with the suit, but it feels like he's getting shoehorned upgrade with whatever theory that Queen's hitting him with. Of like, are you part Lunarian, and that's why you like just suddenly randomly mm-hmm. reestablished her body after being coiled by a Brachiosaurus snake thing that does not make a lick of sense, but. We don't know how that works. Well, I kind of like this theory, though, because now that Lunarians are like thrown into the mix, I like the idea that Sanji is still the normal sibling, but his mom was a Lunarian all this time. I don't hate this theory. I kind of like that. So and he's going to be the only one with this like or or uh, Judge tried to infuse his kids with Lunarian DNA. But I kind of mm-hmm. like that theory a little less because then it means that the only reason that they're indestructible is because they're made with Lunarian or whatever. And maybe that means that he unlocked his traits that come from that Lunarian genetic thing. So he's just more like his siblings after all. I like the idea that his mom was Lunarian and Judge determined that there was going to be no way to pass on the Lunarian gene to newborn children. So he took it upon himself to infuse them with Lunarian DNA anyway. Uh, or something like that. And then Sanji's still just like a normal kid, like he never responded to it. But now that he's like grown up and he's like figured himself out or something like that, his mom is just influencing him or something like that. I kind of like that theory, personally. I do like it if we also later on admit that 
or confirm that King is also Lunarian. Because then, because King has this like flame in the back of his shoulders for whatever particular reason that's been established as to well, why. Well, no, he he is Lunarian. That was that was confirmed in this most recent. Oh, that chapter. is confirmed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he's Lunarian. Okay, so if we maybe eventually confirm, hopefully that Sanji is part Lunarian, it now makes a whole lot more sense for like Diablo Jamba, you know, appease the Christians and Devons of the world who think this is really weird and kooky or whatever. Mm-hmm, Apply some mm-hmm. weird logic to it. Um. But also, maybe maybe this is how we get Enaru back in the story, baby. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> we want Enaru back, baby. But I'm down for this, especially when there's, uh, I've been hearing, uh, I guess, theories of like, so Joy Boy just keeps coming back into people's thoughts. Um, and they're thinking maybe Joy Boy was Lunarian. And this is, I don't know the whole theories or whatever, but like, you know, this is, this is. Once again, Oda drawing back and making full circles out of things and blah, blah, blah. Like, the, the, the theories are going wild right now with Wano's uh, progression. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm living I, it up. I, I love every bit of it, honestly. We need, we need to get... Well, the only thing I will say that I don't like is that sometimes I feel like One Piece has this problem where it, it continues to pile on without resolving previous things, which mm-hmm. is a good-ish problem to have. But it starts to kind of weigh on you as a viewer to be like, okay, but I get it. We're adding more layers to the mix, but it would be nice if we could resolve some of the previous layers before we continue to tackle on new big ones, which is probably my only complaint with this like Lunarian realization, which Mm -hmm. to be fair, like we kind of met King earlier and we knew that he was like a weird, unique race when Big Mom was first like introduced to King because she was like, yo, dude, join my fucking crew. I want you on my team because you're like one of the races I don't have. And he's just like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of had like a, an, an inkling of that. But then they also have like this like sun god thing that got thrown into the mix that the one that who's yeah. who came out with, which is fine. But again, it's like we're, we're adding a few layers into this, which is it's a good problem to have because it gives us an opportunity to like theory craft and come up with like, you know, crazy, you know, interpretations of what like the the big picture is, which. Oh, my God, dude, this this series, it's still after all this time. You, you, we don't really understand the big picture. We just understand all of the smaller beats that make the overarching picture picture or whatever. Which is great. Mm-hmm. It's a good problem to have. It's like we're we're being told we're getting close to the end, and yet it feels like somehow we're not. It's like yeah. we're getting to the end, but the end is still nowhere in sight. It's it's, it's a really weird uh, oh paradox. My, well, I I do think that both Big Mom and Kaido go down this arc. I I think they both do. I think King, I think uh, Kid is going to finish Big Mom off himself. If Law doesn't figure out Conqueror's hockey and and give him a hand or something, because uh, I'm almost because right now Kid we know Kid has Conquerors and him and Law are fighting Big Mob right now and they just got done doing a massive blow so they both have Awakening, uh, and they both use. Oh their yeah, big... that reveal a couple of chapters ago was nuts. Yeah, I like that. So uh, K- Kid's Awakening was that he can make anything that he touches become like a magnet so he just makes big mom a magnet uh and then she gets geared or speared by every weapon in the in the near vicinity uh and then laws laws awakenings kind of weird i guess like it's just that he can break any defense essentially like he's got like More piercing less, yeah. damage times a million so he can like actually cut through big mom or something like that regardless of whether or not she has conquerors hockey which kind of tells me that maybe he's not going to get conquerors because that's going to be how he competes so to speak Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's not going to be much that he gets conquerors it's going to be more like he just he just happens to have like the perfect devil fruit which is fine like i don't think we need i think that's one other thing that i sometimes dislike about the series is that i i do 
hope that we don't get too much oversaturation in Conquerors. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling right now. It's starting to feel like that. Which is, it, it's like fine, because like at the end of the day, like we're in like a certain part of the series and a certain part of like they're in in universe where like yeah like all the conquerors are going to inevitably meet up because they all strive for this sort of so it, it makes sense from a lore perspective but it does you know in a certain light take a little bit away from the idea of conquerors if like you know every major character just suddenly gets conquerors for some reason mm -hmm. but i think kid's gonna end up taking down big mom he's gonna figure out how to do what luffy did uh, and then Luffy is going to eventually take down Kaido and then they're just going to be the fucking kings, dude. And then we'll we'll fucking run our way down into like Elbaf and Blackbeard and just fucking finish the, the series out here pretty soon. It's definitely it's definitely moving. It's grooving. I want to know. So so if we think about how like the story progresses, Shanks has to show up again just because like you've ran through every other Yonko. Every other Yonko has territory. Shanks has been unheard of from unseen blah 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 so like in theory shanks gotta show up what role does he play who the fuck knows no one knows what the fuck shanks has done or has been doing for as long as the series has been going on he's just that guy well what's interesting is that they're making uh the new movie that's gonna come out it's gonna yeah, be about shanks, that did get announced recently there's gonna be a uh, a shanks movie uh, I don't know any details about it other than I, I don't I, think I anybody like the, does. All, all we know is that it's going to be called uh, One Piece Film Red. Yeah. So I guess I, I mean, I, the, the, the big question is that is it just going to be like, you know, about Shanks as a whole and like his crew and just like a fun little side story that follows Shanks and like his adventures? Or is it going to be like actually like major tie in related where we find mm -hmm. a lot more about Shanks? in relation to the overall story i kind of hope it's the latter in this case because this would potentially be the first and only full-on canon story that exists outside of the manga or something like that you know what i mean like maybe they use mm -hmm. this movie as an opportunity to explain what shanks has been doing from a canon perspective you know what he's going to be doing and then maybe like at the end of the film, we find out like maybe he gets captured, maybe he gets killed. And then that leads into some reveal in the manga where Luffy finds out that, oh, red haired Shanks has been killed or something like that by Blackbeard for all we fucking know. Mm -hmm. uh, something like that. And then maybe like, you know, the big uh, Shanks and Luffy, you know, getting back together isn't like when they meet each other in the new world. It might be when Shanks is like already dead or something. Maybe he just goes to his grave and, you know, thanks him for sending him on this path or whatever. Like I totally foresee that being a possibility personally the the only other thing i know now i thought about it a little bit more is uh the title of the movie and i'm hoping this is like you know directly translated from like the poster uh but i believe i've been hearing grumblings of like the the punch not the punchline but uh i can't think of the word but like the just the thing on the poster saying uh shanks will make his move uh, that's what I've been hearing Ooh, online on Twitter. I'm, I like. I'm that. hoping that's like you know some true factual information of like this is what the poster says when translated to English and not like you know people building hype by making this catchphrase or whatever you know. Hell yeah, dude! So if that's the case, that sounds dope, and I would love it for it to be some type of like canonical movie tie-in for like what Shanks has been doing. I've got my fingers crossed, man. I mean, I think that if they're going to do it, this is the best time to do it because it's not mm -hmm. going to cover the straws. It's going to cover Shanks. So like they they kind of have as much freedom as they want to go crazy as long as like, you know, Oda doesn't go like, nah, you know, like I don't really 
uh, want to expand on their stuff like too much or whatever. At the end of the day, he can just be like, well, here's here's what I'm thinking. This is what Shanks has been doing. I'll tell you what Shanks has been doing. And you guys just make a fucking movie. And then Toei will mm-hmm. be like, bet. <laughs> so we'll find out what happens there. I think it's said release 2022, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, slated to come out sometime in 2022. So I'm hyped. I'm looking forward to it. We'll have to. Same here. Uh, I, I I hope that funny picks it up and goes on with uh, the dubbing pr- process for it. Because I love Shanks as a voice actor. The guy who plays Shanks in the dub. I don't know what it is about his voice, but it just hits. He's a lot like Blackbeard was for me when I was first listening to the dub. You know, uh, mm-hmm. rest rest in peace. Uh, oh my gosh, I, I want to know their names really quick. I want to I want to actually properly thank them. Black beard english voice actor he's got a new one now the guy who voices arlong in the dub is now blackbeard because the previous uh actor unfortunately passed away ah uh same thing with um funny enough the same thing happened to the japanese this is so strange so the original sengoku and the original blackbeard in both the sub and the dub have passed Oof. very 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 wild um i think it is chris ragnarks and i think now it's cole brown Mm -hmm. i believe that's what it is no cole brown was the one who had passed and now it's chris ranger ragger ranger ragger i'm gonna call it ranger ragger so rest in peace my friend and uh also the voice of good old shanks shanks english brandon potter Brandon Potter. Power to him, dude. He's really good. I, I like the shit out of his work, to be perfectly honest with you. The Shanks that we have in, in the dub is super good. But regardless, I hope that they pick it up and that they distribute it, because I will absolutely watch the shit out of it. Big and, same. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, the, the way the way I went out uh, and did nothing for a whole year except watch the Mugen Train movie when I was in theaters, I would do that for uh, the Red movie for One Piece. 1000%. But uh I think I think we've talked in mass pretty much enough. Like we could we could make another episode out of this. You know, Jordy'll probably cut it down to like 30, 20 minutes or something like that, but We spoke a lot more than I thought we were. I was like this is going to be 20 minutes cuz we'll just, you know, run through it. But uh, you know, solid 45 minutes of content. Trim it down a little bit. Yeah, um, we uh, uh we we appreciate all you guys still listening to us and following us if you're if you're still making it this far. Um we uh we're having a lot of fun with it we're still going strong we're probably gonna have to record again in mass for the next upcoming week so that we beat the holidays because i think we've mm-hmm. we've eaten into our buffer a little bit <laughs> just, just a smidge it's okay but uh we appreciate all your guys's ears and uh feel free to follow us on uh twitter at panda sightings uh email us at gmail.com at panda sightings um all the same socials as before uh we love hearing from you we love memes and uh you have anything else to say justin uh send us memes send us animal pics we love those and we uh, love animal pics dude yeah i i definitely want more emails i don't know what it is something about reading an email feels nice i feel like you literally have not responded to a single email yet yet, though like i've been on that email and i don't think i see you respond to them (laughs) i'm gonna level with you well all those emails are old and they've been like uh, addressed in some way shape or form either in past podcast apps or like, okay, so I've seen, I've gone through them. You or Jordy have definitely responded to some, if not all of them. Or I'll remember, like, what someone said. I'll be like, oh, well, this is addressed in an episode, like, however long ago. So I'm like, there's nothing new here, hmm. more or less. Yeah. Send us emails. Justin will respond. He loves you. <laughs> I respond, too, obviously. Yeah, the last email I remember getting was the dog photo one. that, And I only found out about that 
after we addressed it in a podcast app. And I was like, well, let me start going through these emails. What's in here? And I'm like, oh, there's all this cool stuff that like I didn't know about because I didn't you heard go it here first, email. folks. Justin's going to be the one to respond to all of your emails from now on. So if you want to hear from Justin, email us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that covers it. You uh, you good, dude? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, uh, again, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll hope to hear from you again at the future episode. We don't know when this is coming out. I guess probably the episodes before the Blackbeard stuff or maybe the one after. Uh, I imagine this would maybe come out sometime near our uh, spoiler cast. Well, yeah, but like, is this going to come out before or after we do the episode with Blackbeard stuff? That is a great question. I don't have an answer for that one. I feel like it would probably sit better after Blackbeard, right? Because that's like the real like final, final thing to the arc. That's true. Yeah, we'll see. Whatever Jordy wants to do. But uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye now.